And good morning. It is a Thursday edition of GCR. I'm Glennie's Griffin. Drew is allegedly stopping by at some point. If he doesn't, we'll survive. Coming up on the program today, we'll meet new Maryland baseball coach Matt Swope. Also, we'll head down to Bowie. Justin Armbruster has been hot this season. We'll chat with him, maybe making his way towards being a viable pitching prospect within the Orioles system. And more fun and frolic. Did you ever do the open for Fighting Words? Yeah, I think I got a good one. We'll see. I'm excited about it. We'll see. Well, okay. We'll I know, see. I, guess, I mean, maybe I should have screened it with you, but I like surprising you. Perhaps. Man. Perhaps you should have screened it. All right. Uh, all that coming up on the program today. More importantly, it is new Press Box Day. The new print issue is available now anywhere where you find Press Box throughout the region, including most of your area Royal Farms stores. You see Tony Saragusa on the cover as Dave Ginsburg did this month's cover story, Remembering Goose. As we look back on the uh, life and the legacy of the great Tony Saragusa, who many of you were either reintroduced to or perhaps for some of you of a certain age, totally introduced to during the Bullies of Baltimore documentary earlier this year. And we dove into that and... Dave did a really great job also in talking about what Tony's family is doing with Goose Flights to try to keep his legacy moving forward. So a really great cover story. Uh, Also inside this issue, a travel guide for the summer for sporting events and sporting activities throughout the state of Maryland. And uh, uh, Ty Karpovich on Tyler Wells. A great story from Bo Smolka on Adafe Owe and David Ajabo. So a lot in there in this new print issue of Pressbox, which is available for free right now at your neighborhood Royal Farms. You can read it, as always, online at PressboxOnline.com. Orioles lose 3-1. Uh, at least they didn't get no hit. We got that going for us, which is nice. And does put a little pressure on today's game, as Stan was talking about yesterday. Be really nice to win this series, keep that edge up on the Blue Jays, and again, back up what happened against the Royals. Like all those good vibes of winning five straight games and feeling like the tide had turned. Well, you lose today, and suddenly there's new perspective, which is you've lost two out of your last three series. Actually, it's three out of your last four series at that point, and all of the series that weren't against the worst team in baseball. So. It doesn't seem like we should be panicked, or it doesn't seem like we should present it with like hyperbole or anything along those lines. But you know, it's legitimate. I said three. No, they they won the Giants they, series. Yeah, so they won the, the Giants series. Three so just five. be two. Yeah, three of five. Thank you. Yeah. Three of your last five series, you would have lost at that point after you were not losing series at all to start the season. Four of six, I think, because they lost the Rangers and the Guardians. That's right. That's yeah. correct. That is correct. So, yeah, they they would have lost four of their last six series. And, again, I, I don't – no, they split. They split. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah, 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 that's right. Sorry. Either way, Orioles. Well, I look, I'm, I, I'm just not trying to be – I don't want to be overly pessimistic. I don't want to be overly negative. I don't want to be any of those things. But – because they still had a five-game win streak in the middle of that. Yes, but three of those games against the worst team in baseball. And th- that's the part that I, when we came in here on Monday, I kept trying to say, like, I'm, I get it. It's exciting. Aaron Hicks and Ryan O'Hearn and the whole thing. But 
I don't know how much we read into what happened this weekend. I think this weekend we largely dismiss. And if you take away this weekend, the trends aren't good. Not disastrous. It was good to go to San Francisco and win a series. But the trends overall aren't good. And again, understandable. You lost your best player. This is going to happen. You, you didn't have a fifth starter there for a minute. We're not really sure if you have a fifth starter or not right now. All of those things. Legitimate. But still, the trends weren't good other than three games against the Royals this weekend. And you like the fact that they backed it up by scoring 11 runs the first game out, but then they turned around and, of course, scored one last night, and it took until the ninth inning, and they damn near got no hit. Now, get it. Jose Barrios is obviously very good. Especially against the Orioles. Especially against the Orioles. 10-0. and 0. It's unbelievable, isn't In it? his career. 266 ERA. And the in 84 innings. And the, the good news today is that you get to, I mean, again, despite the fact that we suggested that maybe that he should be skipped, you get to throw your best starting pitcher. The, I guess the problem would be last night you got a really good start. And it didn't matter. You got a great start. You got a phenomenal start, frankly. And it didn't matter. So the bats, I, I can't believe I'm saying this. The bats have been my bigger concern lately because I think there's a lower end to the bats. The floor for the pitching staff at the moment is not all that bad. The floor for the lineup is potentially disastrous. There's a moment where all of these cats can turn into pumpkins. Outside of, you know, Gunnar Henderson. Although, ironically, Aaron Hicks still managed to come through last night, even when it didn't look good, and it looked like he was finally going to have a game where he didn't reach base. Sure enough, he got back, back up there with two outs in the ninth inning and delivered a base hit. The floor for the lineup right now is poisonous. Now, they haven't been performing at that for the most part. Last night was a bit of an anomaly, but that stretch where they were scoring three runs or fewer in most games, again, only kind of dissipated for five days. So I, I, I don't want it to be panic. I don't want to make it seem like it's the most important game of the year, anything like that. But I think they need to show a trend that that's not what this offense is and kind of get going again before they go to Chicago this weekend. You say Kikuchi. And again, I hope, I hope that I reach a day where his name doesn't make me giggle, but I have not reached that day yet. I am not that years old. You say Kikuchi is who goes today for the Blue Jays. Two follow-ups from yesterday in conversations that we were having. One, uh, we had talked about the fact that why in the hell was this Kala, what the hell was the guy's Colossbury? name? Kalasvery. Yeah. What the hell was this guy part of the team? Well, as it turns out, the answer was he was on the taxi squad, and they made the decision late on Ryan Mountcastle, so he was all that they could do before the game. That was the only option they had to put somebody else on the team. So congratulations. Orioles legend. You got to say you played in a game for the Orioles, and now they're on with it. And as we kind of yeah. did the math on yesterday when Joey Ortiz did not make his scheduled appearance here on Glenn Clark Radio, that was because Joey Ortiz was getting called up, and we'll see what that means moving forward. I, I guess my he question... He's in the lineup today. He's in the lineup today. Yes. Uh, playing short? Playing second, I believe. Playing second. Double check for mm, you. Right. 30 set, actually mm. less than that. 
I can pull it up too. I he I, is playing second. Mateo's playing, playing shorts. Mateo's Mateo playing shorts. Uh, Arias is out of the lineup. Is no Arias is playing first base. Arias, what, what, yeah. What lineup do you have? I have what I think is yeah today's. Well, lineup. I I you know what I've got I've got a very strange lineup that Rich Dubroff posted that involves Ryan Mountcastle <laughs> playing first base. Okay, so, so that's probably not the, probably right, not one. the right one. Yeah. Probably incorrect. <laughs> Although it does have Ortiz and at the same. This is a very weird post. I don't, I don't know what this is. This is a very strange post from Rich Dubroff ten minutes ago. Batting. That's that has lineup two weeks ago. Is what it looks like. I, well, I mean, was Ortiz playing two weeks ago and Tyler Wells pitching? I mean, like, this has got... Uh, is McKenna playing center? Uh, yeah, nine? it's got... No, okay. he's got McKenna batting sixth. Okay. It's a very strange... The lineup I'm looking at from MLB.com is McKenna batting very, ninth. Well, I'm sure yours is the right one because Mountcastle cannot be yeah. in the lineup. <laughs> that is not possible. Just a very odd lineup that Rich has posted. Yes, you're right. Ooh, this is... A, uh, but, yeah, Ramon Arias, okay. this is his first base debut. Okay. Sure, why not? I mean, Arias can play all the other infields. Let's just do anything. Let's just throw anything out there and see what happens. That's what they're going to try to do against. They don't want to bat O'Hearn against a lefty. So I, I I mean, look, man, I'm not. (laughs) Whatever, I'm not even. I'm not. God bless. The other story from yesterday related to the Orioles, of course. Um, Reed Garrett is now on the team because Austin Voth is going to the injured list. I This one's a little bit awkward for me and a little bit weird for me because my question would be, if you assume this, look, maybe it's legitimate, right? Like maybe Austin Voth really suffered some sort of injury yesterday. It feels far more like this is what you do because you're trying to delay the inevitable. And we keep talking about this. The Orioles don't want to give up on pieces. They don't want to expose them for another team to grab them. And again, I don't know that any, any with both in particular, I was more convinced that Perez would have a shot they picked up by somebody else than I was both. But I get it. Any of these, these bad teams can just take on anybody that they want. And the Orioles don't like that. They don't like just giving up on anything for nothing in return. It's exactly what the Orioles did last year. They took a chance on both, and he turned out to be... Uh, very helpful yes. last season. This season, not at all. Right. I, it's impossible. We'll never, I, we're not going to get a straight answer as to whether or not there's actually a legitimate... N- Everybody could, could say one day, I'm feeling a little sore today. And they absolutely could say, oh, no, he told us he had some... Um, you know, they, they use the word discomfort. Anybody could say they've got discomfort. But, I mean, a real injury that if he was pitching well, would he be on the injured list right now? We'll never know. And we are being speculative, and you can say that's unfair, but come on, dude. Like, we all saw the same thing. You don't do this the day after the guy can't help you out in a nine-run game and, and have nobody speculate. That doesn't work that way when he stunk all season long. At some point, they're going to have to. And they would say, the, the real question is, what happens in 15 days? Because the first thing is, at whatever point, if Givens and Tate do get back here, and we'll find out, but if they do get back here, Reed Garrett will go. Of course. Got, and got a zero ERA right now. God bless him. And, um, you know, Keegan Aiken can go again. 
although if Austin Vogt's not going to be on the team, Keegan Aiken's going to kind of have to be the long man for a little while, I think. I don't even know who else. I guess Bauman they could try to stretch out. They pitch Bauman in back-to-back days. I mean, I, I guess they could do it. I, that, by the way, I don't, I don't want to make too much of that last night, but a little bit weird that in a one-run one run game going into the eighth inning, they didn't. Bringing Cano. Yeah, and I don't yeah. want I don't want to make that too big of a story, right? I don't want to panic about that because you scored one run last night, like yeah, that's the that's the story of the baseball game. But you didn't use these guys Monday. You, they haven't pitched oh, since sorry. Friday. Yeah, correct. Yeah, they that's a great point. They you didn't use these guys Friday. Tuesday, and they were off on Monday. That's a great point. They haven't pitched since Friday. It's a one run game. Now their internal answer might be, yeah, but we don't have another off day until Monday. And these games might all be close Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I it's a one run game. As it turns out, you did end up scoring a run. I'm a little bit befuddled that they didn't go to Cano to start the eighth inning, even though it wasn't a hold save situation. It felt like the game was close enough that you'd should have been putting your fe- best foot forward in that situation. And I'm not a you know a Brandon Hyde hater. I'm not a he never gets anything right. I it, it was and honestly it was second guessing. Like when the eighth inning started, I wasn't saying this to myself. But once I saw them getting Cano warmed up, I said, wait, what the hell? What what is going on here? Why wasn't he out there right. to start this inning? Clean, fresh, haven't pitched an inning. It, I, yes, it's possible you're going to need him every day for the rest of the weekend. And this, you you might have lost this game anyway because you just couldn't score any runs. But it's one run, and to your point, they hadn't pitched in five days. What, what are we doing? What was the thought process there? And. I genuinely don't know the answer to that question. I'm sh- maybe it yeah. was addressed after the game, and I just didn't watch the post-game press conference. The only so thing, apologize. yeah, just looking at, I mean, since because Kiermaier let off that inning, he was a lefty. So you wanted to have Coulomb in to face, but then the, then it was Whit Merrifield, Santiago Espinal, and then George Springer. They're all righties. Yeah, that's and didn't and Kiermaier got a hit anyway. Yeah, Kiermaier got a hit anyway. So, I mean, I, again, you don't know that when mm-hmm. you put Coulomb in, but I'm. But he's got to face three guys like. He, I, look, there it, again, eternal, internally the answer could be, well, we just trust Coulomb, and there was a lefty up, and so we believed he was going to get the job done, and that way maybe we have Cano for the ninth inning, and if we can scratch a run across, then we could have Batista for the tenth, right? Like, that might be their thought process. If you really you know, were able to grab Brandon Hyde and get him to tell you the complete truth was... We were starting to think about the idea that this game could go 10 innings, and we wanted to line it up, Coulomb, you know, uh, Cano, Cano Batista. Batista. I'm telling you openly, it's second-guessing. It's not. I was not in the moment saying, what the hell is going on? It was clearly after the inning it was not going well that I said to myself, oh, what in the world was the thought process here? But I think it's reasonable second-guessing. I think it's reasonable Monday morning quarterbacking. I, I, I think in hindsight, a one-run game going to the eighth inning, you have that opportunity. They, 
again, probably want Batista for extra innings because he's the guy that you trust the most to get strikeouts, right? Mm -hmm. If the game goes to extras, you want the guy that's striking out everyone he faces right now because there's going to be a runner on second base. So it, that will pro- would probably be their warranted answer. But you got to get that opportunity, get the extra innings in order for that to matter. And it's sort of like what we talked about, you know, with the famously in 2016 with Ibaldo Jimenez and Zach Britton, that you're really going to let this go down. You're going to have this go down without firing the best bullet in your gun. You're going to leave that in the chamber and lose that way. You're going to lose having fired the Coulomb bullet instead of the flip side, which would be you use Cano and Batista, you scratch the run across, you go to extras, and you kind of have to live with it from there. Yes, we'd rather have Batista in extra innings, but we got to extra innings. I'm I'm arguing with myself. Yeah. I'm not. I'm I mean, not. Like, you know, because obviously, like it's it's June 14th, so it's hard to compare that to the wild card game of. Well, yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to but, make it seem like this is an eternally. But when we have that taste in our mouth still. No, know, but I mean, I'm not. Later. I'm not even really trying to compare it to the two. It's just sort of the the thought process of I would prefer to fire the best bullets. I would in a prefer. Game that it seems like you can win. Yes, especially when you get no hit for six a, and a half. And innings. if if the answer is we wake up the day. And you lost one nothing, and you used Cano and Batista. Well, they're still available today. One inning last night does not make those two guys unavailable today. And if you win today, pitching Cano and Batista, I can live with the fact that might mean the first game of the next series, you don't have those guys available. I won this series. So if that means I'm going to have one day in on Friday where those guys aren't available, well, there's two more games to try to win after that. So I'll live with that. I just wouldn't lose without having fired those bullets. That's the disappointing part. The disappointing part, and again, I admit, openly in hindsight, is that you lost the game and you didn't put your best foot forward. You didn't give it the best opportunity that you had. Doesn't make it the story. The story of scoring run run. Unquestionably, that's the story. Here's this guy now. Wandered in studio this morning. Got his Jamaican blue, whatever he's got from Royal Coffee. Farms. Coffee. Yes, correct. Oh, okay. oh you, you thought I was alluding? Well, I don't think they sell that at Royal Farms. Not yet. When, what, what, what happens on July 1st? Can they do that at Royal Farms? Is that an option oh, I don't for know. them? I don't know what's going on July 1st. Oh, you act like you don't know I what's don't going know. on on July 1st. I'm so sure. I don't. Tell me what's happening. legal on july 1st dog i thought it was legal now no nah, they passed it in november and admit july 1st is the date so royal farms would be selling it i don't know no 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 yeah i don't know about that i'm just i'm trying to figure out who can and who can't i okay. don't know what the rules are my wife's van got can. totaled so my whole life is in a what the hell happened oh, somebody hit her what the hell i know so <laughs> like, we're we're you know is she okay yeah yeah yeah. okay the yeah. kid's okay the van's not well, okay, but like, do you, I mean, do you have insurance? Well, we have insurance. Okay, so is he? Right, it's his fault. So then, won't that so, take care of that? Yeah, but yeah, have you had this? Well, no, trust me, I know it's annoying. Yeah, I understand yeah, but that. They, they're going to give you six grand, and now you got to go get a new real car. And right, like, you only have six. I'm yelling at. No, I'm saying they're going to give you six grand for the vehicle that you just put three grand into yeah, a year ago, yeah, and now yeah, I'm fighting I'm, with them, and I'm I mean, like, just go get us a new vehicle. And they're like, well, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. yeah. I'm <laughs> calling them all kinds of names, uh, and they're getting mad at me. Uh, and, well, you know, uh, you know what? Let's talk sports. We can agree on that. Let's <laughs> just talk sports. About it. 
Would you have put Cano in for the eighth inning last night? One run game. He hasn't been used since Friday. Well, I was going to say he and he hasn't he hasn't been used. Um, it was one nothing, right? What's his name? Hit the homer, right? Mm-hmm. Just remind me because I was watching. Yeah, a bunch Springer of, hit the homer. I am like addicted to inventing Anna, so I was uh, watching that like a maniac. <laughs> another, another show from three years ago. There's oh nothing God. that Drew's better oh. at than finding that shows was three, from years, three ago? years ago, two years ago, whatever it was. Well, you know what she's doing now, right? Well, she's probably trying to get rich again. No, oh, oh, yeah. When I tell you this. Well, for sure. Well, it might not impact him. He doesn't right. carry that. We're not, not going to wreck. We're your... not going to spend twenty minutes talking no. about inventing Anna. No, this. Just so you know what she's doing now. Okay. You ready? Yeah. So you know she was on. She Apparently, was in... it was only last year. Yeah, it was last it year. It feels like it was. A she was in jail. Year. Yes, I'm she's aware. out on good behavior. Yes. And there were two rules. Number one, mm-hmm. she can't leave her property. Mm-hmm. She's on house arrest. Mm-hmm. And number two, she they've coded her computer. She cannot use the internet. You ready? Okay. <laughs> ready? Okay. So you know what she does? What? She puts a chef's table for eight out in front of her west her apartment in Manhattan on the bottom floor. She puts a table for eight out on her property on the sidewalk in front of her. She has a chef cater the meal, and you pay $2,000 to have dinner with her, and she's sold out through August. <sighs> and she does it six nights... She does it six nights a week. I hate this country so much. I love it, but I hate it at the same she time. She does it six nights a week. She has five guests plus her, I, and you pay her $2,000 to say you had dinner with Anna Delvey. This came up when... Um, we it's, it's we, un- we, if she doesn't run for yeah, president, something's really, wrong. No, 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 no. No, no, no. You say something's wrong. It, it's quite wrong if we allow that in this country. No. This, no. Is, a, this is a free-spirited entrepreneur. No, inventing Anna was a huge problem. It, it's so problematic. It's that show that you, you, you were watching. And then I couldn't you got, stop I can't You stop got watching. to the end, and you realized how truly problematic it, the, the showmaker was because the showmaker ultimately tried to p- portray her as some sort of victim. Right. And it's shameful. It's, uh, it, it's uh, embarrassing. No when she blows up at the girl about the credit cards, yes. and, she says, yeah. and she says, like, is this what you called me here for? Yeah. This is why are you so dramatic? I'm dramatic because you owe me sixty two thousand dollars, and I'm going to punch fraud, you in the face. Right. You're a fraud. What do you mean? Right? Have, have you watched the whole show? I I got one episode left. Uh, it's infuriating. It's in no, no doubt. By the end of the show, you definitely want to punch her in the face. I mean, beyond like I, I want to punch the person who made the show in the face. Well, I want to punch her. It, but it, now I now it's, I'm. It's I'm, very easy to figure out who the antagonist is in this program. Well, it's better now. God. She makes ten grand a day. She makes ten grand a day. The guy from the fire festival is going to make a, a new festival. We, we, this is what we do in this country. This she, is. You can I, have, I went off now, about look, this the other day. If I had two grand, yeah. I'd put my name on the list. No, you, why? Why? Don't I want to go up there and have dinner with her. This, uh, this All right, goes let's back, talk sports. This goes back to what I said. Let's talk sports. A- ask him who the celebrity was that he ran into while he was out in uh, L.A. Ask him. He bumped into. I asked him if he bumped into any famous people. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I had a layover in the Vegas airport, uh-huh. okay. and uh, I saw at the uh, airport bar lounge, just sitting chilling on the bar. O.J. Simpson. Oh my God. <laughs> I, now he did not take a selfie with O.J. Simpson, so I can't because that might have been enough for me to say we got to we got to separate. But this is the this is what what exists now. It has to be exhausting though, being a detective <laughs> and trying. Trying for all these years, right. going around trying to find out yeah. who did it. Yeah, it's, it's got to be exhausting. He's been looking for those real killers. <laughs> one of these, one of these days. I mean, you talk one about of these a, days. You talk about an all-time troll job. Yeah, right. All time. Oh, it's eternal. No question. All time. No I question. mean, if you listed the top 
out on the out, jobs out on the golf ever. course being interviewed. Like, just out here looking for the real killers. <laughs> just out here looking for the real ones. There, I mean, you tell me oh, a better scene ever than when he acted like he was putting those gloves on. Oh, all right. Anyway. And it was oh, I know. feigning I know. as I if know. they didn't fit. But this is what I keep going on. There is no good. There's no bad. There's no evil. There's none of that. It's just famous or not famous anymore. That's all there is. Once Either you're famous or you're not famous. Once we get... When, when do we officially enter the presidential election like... Uh, what, when is that? January? Uh, I mean, like the the first. The re- you know, when are we right, really the first starting caucus? To- I want to say is like next February. Okay, so January. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, I don't know, man. I think if this. We don't fall- start doing two or three hours a week podcast on that. Just <laughs> okay. Just on that. You want to talk about that? Just on that. You want to talk about that? You thought the last one was fun. This one's going to be insane. The hilarious part is, this is all of be these insane. all of these cats that are running against gonna... they're all running against the guy while also trying to the, the thing they're running on is how much they like the guy. It's That's all of them. They're all it's like, unbelievable. We, lo- we love that guy. It's going to be fun. But vote for me too. It's going to be fun. So funny. It's going to so be funny. funny. All right, yes. Yeah, so all right, should, let's talk should, sports. Should he put a should yeah, he put I, Cano in the eighth inning? I mean, they weren't exactly hitting the cover off the ball either, right? I, but I look. It's easy to say now. Well, they scratched out two more runs, and that wound up winning in the game. I mean, how at that point did we even have a hit yet? By that point, I don't even know if we did. Uh, yes, yes, yeah, they got yeah. their oh, first hit in seventh. seventh. Yes. Right. Okay. Um, but sure. Yeah, I mean, he hadn't pitched. What do you wait? What are you saving him for? The, the we were as we were talking through it. The thought, I, I thought. By the way, I, I thought we were getting no hit. Um, I never thought they were you getting didn't? no hit. I didn't think they were I getting did. no hit. But I, I get I it. I thought in the seventh inning, I'm like... Barrios has owned them. Like, the only, I certainly yeah, understand. Yeah. The Plus, only time I've ever seen Barrios in person was that Twins game where he went eight and two-thirds. Yeah, so Plus 2,200 game. in the seventh yeah. inning. Oh, yeah? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you threw that in there? <laughs> How'd that work out for you? Um, I, look, I... The only thought process I had that I could work through is the idea that maybe he was already thinking about the idea of there being extra innings, and I want Batista to pitch... In the tenth, okay, because he's the strikeout guy, and if I got a runner on second base, I want to have my strikeout pitcher for that situation. But you know, you didn't get there. You went down. You lost a game without firing your best bullets, without without putting your best foot forward. Right. I, I, I'm not trying to pretend like you should fire the manager over that, but I think that that alone is kind of inexcusable. It's kind of inexcusable to lose a game when you didn't. It's one thing if those guys. This whole pitch. thing, by the way, this whole season is exhibit A for, unfortunately, for how little the manager really matters. It's it really is. It's an interesting. <laughs> I mean, you think he's a? You, you think he's you a think really he's, good manager? You, I don't know if he's. I have no idea if he's right. a good manager. That's or my not. point. You, he, he's. They're just they're they're uh, here's what they're, I'm they're gonna make I, the playoffs know, and it, okay. he won't even okay. matter. But I'm gonna make a John Harbaugh like argument for this right now. Right? It's totally like, wait, different. Wait, 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 football. Whoa, 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 whoa! It's different in football. The, all of the talent that exists in certain places, and yet they can't figure out why it's not working. Like when you look at what's going on with the White Sox, or when you look at what's going on with the, I'll even throw the Yankees to some extent, even though they're not terrible, right? right. And the Blue Jays are probably a pretty good example of this, too. They started to look like they were turning around. but Way better players than we do. When you see those places where the talent is overwhelming, and look, they all have their own issues. Judges hurt in New York. Alec Manoa is a disaster. Stanton's going to get hurt. He'll miss two months. And Manoa is a disaster in Toronto. Like Everybody's got the Tim Anderson sleeping with the entire city. Like Everybody's got their own things. 
But the idea of those places having that much talent and can't figure it a out. A lot of people in Chicago, by the way. That's a great point. I mean, like, God bless. I mean, no wonder I, his batting average is 220. Correct. When, when you, those, they, those managers can't get it right, I, I'm going to have to give some credit. Some amount oh, of credit. Oh, I get that. I mean, he, he, if, he, the, if the, the team stunk, we'd be beating him up. Of course. But I think there's something to be said for culture, and there's something to be said for— One million percent. All, and that's, by the way, the biggest defense of John one, Harbaugh one that exists percent. is we don't really know on a day-to-day basis how much John Harbaugh is contributing to the X's and O's of the, the Ravens winning games. But for the most part, most guys that have come through, not all of them, but most guys that have come through would tell you Laud his like, leadership. Like right. that it works. Right. That it, whatever well, it is, that. it works. And that's I think what I would say about Brandon Hyde at this point. Right. I don't really I don't know, know that in the game he is he's not an expert at all, in my opinion. But I will also I definitely would acquiesce on the other points, like all the other stuff before the game is maybe way more important than the in-game stuff. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I maybe. mean, keeping them together, keeping them happy, keeping them going. Sometimes the in-game stuff really is dumb luck, right? Like, it, right. it's and half half of it you're told what to do anyway by somebody who says, here's what the matchups say. Just right. just go, And you Buck know. might have been the opposite. You know, Buck was a baseball savant right. who, you know, Wouldn't, if you look you, at his history, yeah, you everyone says the same thing yes, about Buck. Yes, he's when oh, Buck shows he over, up. Overmanages. When Buck, yes. Yeah, but they all say the same thing. When Buck shows up. You love Buck. Mm-hmm. And then two years later, you're like, man, we, how are we had get, enough because he's, he's a micromanager. That's what and, he is. And, and, he's, and he's also, I don't even know the but word. But I don't feel like, that he, from the players at all. The players did not suggest that about Buck. Like, no, but I think, his, and, and I think he wears out his welcome. I, but I think that's unique. I think that's within the organization. I think the other people in the organization get sick of Buck saying, we should change the the length you of the bench. Can't have these clocks like this. It, correct. Here like this. He would. He we don't want to be looking up, at a clock. I, I, it's a famous story in Arizona. They're building a stadium in Arizona. He showed up and said, "You got to redo the benches in the dugout." And they looked at him like, "What? Right? What are you talking about? Need, need the players sitting closer together? Like, the, yeah, you redo the these, benches in the dugout. Who are these, you? But you they had given him right. complete autonomy because they were launching a franchise. Right. And so he got whatever he wanted. He in repainted the. Uh, remember, he repainted the locker yep. room right away in 100%, Baltimore. A hundred percent. can't have these colors. That was the type of stuff. So I don't think the players right. never really were all that bothered by any of those things because they were more front office or I don't even know if it's front office that you would say management, whatever you want to say that type of micromanaging that he would be doing over little things that a baseball manager I just think if Hyde, has no if, say. I think over. if Hyde got the bird flu and he was out for a week, they'd still go 5-2. and two. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't – I don't – like, if, he, if maybe because the culture at this point is what it is, and so it doesn't matter if he's actually there or not. Like, I, I can kind of accept that. At the same point, right now, I don't know if they're going 5-2. and two. They, they got a hit. Ah, they're fine. You, they're forty three and twenty five. I understand that. Nobody's trying to say that there's panic or that oh, they're going to. They I think that's right. Thank, no, I think uh, that's right. That sounds right. That sounds right. Look, I think there's an argument now. I'm almost going to go counter to what we've been talking about in the last month. I almost think, other than a couple of more bullpen arms, I, I, I'll always say you can never have enough of those. Other than that, I'm not so sure they should do anything at the deadline. 
All right, we'll we'll de- uh, we'll disagree honestly, on that for sure. The, the, I don't think they should do anything. They have to a, they have a huge problem with Tyler Wells' innings. They like that's. But I'm saying, other than arms, if but, you want to make an argument about some pitching, well, no I, problem. That's when you say but, bullpen. I still think there's a starting pitcher is going to have to be the answer. You're going to have to get another starting pitcher because you're going to either have to skip Tyler Wells a bunch, or you're going to be shutting him down. Right. And I I don't I hope this it's is not where the him. Rodriguez thing is a problem. It's certainly where the Rodriguez right. thing is a problem. Or, you know, So guessed. who do you get? Giolito or one of those guys? Yes, or correct. Burns or one yes, of them? one of them, of, of course. Okay. Brandon Woodruff, all in. Like, whoever it is, okay. go get. I just don't know that in the field, I don't think we need, I don't know that I would go messing with See, any of this. The, the, Honestly. I, I cannot. I might leave it alone. I am very skeptical of the answers being Aaron Hicks and Ryan O'Hearn. I'm extraordinary. Are you? Have you seen them? I understand that. I, it's been fun. Every it's time been, they, every time I say something about Ryan O'Hearn, every I get time it. He, I get it, he's the star of the game. I understand all of that. I am very skeptical on you getting through they the just entirety remind you about of a guy named season. Jake Fox. Thank you. He was great for spring training. What did he do in the regular season? You you were enamored though. Well, you he was the only guy. one that would talk to us. I think I don't think he was the only one that would talk. Pretty to close. Us. That's not true. Pretty close. JJ back Hardy there. wouldn't talk to us. No, he would as long as you wouldn't as, stand as, up. He said right? as long as you kneel down. Correct. I'll talk to you, but I'm not going to stand up. Can you kneel down in front of me? Yeah, I think I'm good with that one, yeah, JJ. Right. Appreciate you though. We I think we did it. I didn't kneel down for him. I kind of leaned over in his I face. We, I think we did it anyway. Uh, you were so excited about Jake Fox though. You guys are going to be buddies. Did you get, only didn't that, you get tickets from him for one of the he games? He was the only guy to talk to us. <laughs> didn't he turn? Didn't, no one else was allowed to talk I'm to us. I'm pretty sure Drew went in the, the clubhouse that day and was like, I got two goals here. We're going to do some interviews, and I need some tickets to the game on Yeah, Sunday. I got my kids here. Yeah. Got my family here. <laughs> and so he got Jake, because Jake Fox was the nicest guy in the room. He was like, Jake, can you give me your tickets to the game on Sunday? <laughs> and I'm pretty sure he did. And so that's the reason why you're still enamored with Jake Fox. Led the day. majors in gr- spring training home training runs. Spring training home runs, 100%. You, d- you I, never did. You're right. I never did that. I, I think we're being too casual. I think we're putting we're overestimating a weekend series against the worst team in baseball. Oh, they were terrible. They're literally worse than the athletics. Yeah, they're awful. I think they're, they're, they're great uniforms, though. It's I fine. swear. I think we're overestimating that. They're a great when, stadium. If you separate those three games – the recency would tell you that the offense is a problem, that they are scoring three runs or fewer more frequently than not. That they, The three runs or fewer, if you get rid of those three games, is right. something like 10 out of the last 15 games, something okay. in that neighborhood. And I think we overestimated the value of a three-game series against the Royals. Don't get me wrong. I I'm glad they, did, they, they were supposed to do. But to just assume that you're going to get through this thing on, hey, Gunnar Henderson's turned things around, which is great, like he's been unbelievable. Oh he's no question. Ted Williams. He's been outstanding. Right. And Aaron Hicks and Ryan O'Hearn, I'm not going to join you there. I don't I think that turns into a pumpkin at some point. Okay. And I think that whether that bat I don't know, man. I just don't I, I don't know about that. They they look like they found something. Hicks found something. I, but a lot of guys have found something for 3 to 4 weeks. Okay. That's happened over Well, let's come back Jorge in 3 weeks. Jorge Mateo was the best player in baseball in the first month of the season. Like I, these, he's better than he was, though. I mean, he's at least had a decent last two weeks. N- not really, but in comparison, but that, right, like, right, right? Yes, he's hitting two twenty instead of hitting right. one sixty. Right, like right, I get right. it. You can. This is now. If he could do this, you could make the Belanger argument. Before he wasn't even Belanger. Right. He was 
a pitcher at best. Otani hit his 21st homer last night. Thank you. I appreciate that. I figured we'd go somewhere else for a second. 21 homers. Figured that. For a pitcher. Um, I don't think that Ryan Mountcastle's the answer either. So the argument. I got the answer. What's that? Left-handed bat. Plays in Chicago. Okay, I know. That's your guy. I love him, too, for what it's worth. I love the guy. Don't get He's me dying wrong. to get out of Chicago. Well, I can't blame him either. Oh. Can't he, blame him for that either. He would go anywhere. I, I have no doubt that that's yeah. true. I have no doubt. Well, I don't know that, that for a fact, of course. Right. I'm right. just, I'm just, <laughs> yeah. just guessing. going to assume that he would be excited about anywhere Any, but Chicago. Anywhere. I understand that. Uh, my point would be the, 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 the offensive answer could be internal. It could be that Jordan Westberg and Colton Kowser could be your answer. But like they should probably be here to work through whatever struggles they're going to have in adjusting to try to figure out if they can be your answers. Right. Because if they're going to get here in July and then struggle and then you pass the trade deadline, then what happens if they don't get things turned around at that point? I am more concerned about the offense than I think the average person is because I think we have – sold ourselves on, well, the Orioles, because it's worked with Hicks and O'Hearn, well, the Orioles can just find anybody and make it work. And I, I don't think that's real. I think it can be real for stretches of time. I think it can be real to be competitive. But to try to, to compete, to, like, win this division? Oh, they're going to win the division going away. <sighs> okay. They're going to win the division going away. All right. They're going to win the division by five or six games. Oh, yeah? What else do you just want to say things? You'll see. Well, Mark that down. Write that down. I'll see. Without making a move. Well, they're going to do. I, I don't even know what they're going to do. They're going to. Okay. Doesn't, doesn't matter. They're going to win. It doesn't division. matter what they do. Well, I'm saying they're going to win the division five or six games, and I don't know what they're going to do. But they're going to win the division by five or six games. What else is going on in your world? <laughs> what else you got going? Scott Stallings buried the first hole. Ah, ah, it is underway, isn't it? Out in uh, L.A., Los Angeles. It'll be cool tonight. Club. Watching it, eight o'clock. 8.30, watching well, the- You'll be watching at 8.30. What are you going to um, be doing? It's sports. Uh, it, it, it is. You're right about that. It is sports. I don't know I mean, if you've heard or not. Oh, the well, there's a soccer match tonight, so I'll probably, oh. yeah, I'll probably watch it. Oh, okay. that's not until 10 o'clock, right? The soccer match? Who? I don't know. Oh, USA-Mexico. Uh, it's, it's 10 p.m., yeah. No, it's not the Gold Cup. It's the, other, Conca- the, Conca- the, the fake thing that they came up with. The, the Nations League. Nations yeah, League. But the real players playing this. This is not a right. Gold Cup the roster. The Gold Cup roster was terrible. Well, it's always terrible. It's the, it's was the, this the first game in the Nations League for us? Or no? No, they play like... Like round, this is the this is the semifinals final. They play like round robin games. And we now. don't even know about those. I, they were in like February. I want to say they were, and they were all on Paramount, weren't they? Like it's on of, Paramount tonight too. Oh, son of a bitch! Well, it's on Univision too, right? So I can watch the Spanish broadcast. That's what I'll do tonight. I'll watch probably. That. Yeah, I don't think I have a Paramount. I would watch the Spanish one, but I can't. I don't understand what they're saying. It's a great point, right? It's always very <laughs> difficult to try to figure. <laughs> I don't out. understand what they're talking about. So you just watch it. You're like, right. I don't know. Right. I have no idea. I've had to do that a lot recently. You just wait for goal. Although I have. It's not on HBO Max. It's just on Paramount. I saw it was only on Paramount. Mean, HBO be Max? HBO. What the hell would it be on that for? Well, they were putting matches on because Turner got the rights to the oh, uh, Yeah, there, there were a lot some of women's soccer, games on so. Max. They were putting yeah, some of these things no, on No, I'm protesting them. Oh, what'd they do? The women. Oh, the women? You're protesting, protesting the women? Them. They make too much money. Oh, okay. This is a bit that we're going to... Yeah. You're gonna be. The, that's gonna be your bit. Equal pay. Okay. Once they got equal pay, I checked out. <laughs> Who's gonna win? Oh, you said it's gonna be Scheffler, right? I think Scheffler's gonna win. Scheffler's gonna win the U.S. I've, Open. I mean, wagering wa- wagering wise, I stayed away from all. You know, I stayed away from all of the big names. It's because there's well, Scheffler's a pretty big name. That's what I'm saying. Wagering wise, I stayed away right, from all of them. There's okay. no money to be made. Right. You 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 put up so fifty bucks. So who you put money on then? Um, 
Okay, so I went with this. This will be a fun game. Have I ever heard of the golf? I bet. I bet. I bet these six guys. Okay. Um, to win or to like to top win. five? Okay. To win, and they're all in the two hundred to one category. Oh God! All right. Yeah, I need a new van. Um, <laughs> I mean, you're gonna lose that six thousand dollars. <laughs> um, Lucas Herbert, <laughs> oh for one, Australian guy, Justin's brother, right? <laughs> um. Well, it's L.A., so... It could man. be Kalu Herbert's brother. Yeah. Eric Eric Cole. All right, 0 for 2. Adam Cole's brother? Maybe. How do you know Adam Cole? Are you a big pro wrestling guy no. all of a well, sudden? Yeah, yeah, because... Adam Cole, just being around baby. <laughs> um, okay, <laughs> he doesn't even no, know I'm who looking they... down the list here to see if they've gotta get even it. started. What time do you have to leave today? What's your deal today? I'll leave here about 11 o'clock. I got some Okay, but we got a guest coming on at 1045. Okay, good. We'll talk to him then. <laughs> um, anyway, I just bet on a bunch of those. Well, I, okay, so we're over two. Uh, uh, yeah, Lucas Herbert, um, K. H. Lee. Yep, over three. Um, he's Korean. Did um, these guys have to qualify, or are these no, no, no. real these players? Are all legitimate players. You say so. But anyway, I'd so never I heard just, of the guy. I'd never heard of the guy that won the thing the other day. Who is that guy? Taylor. Right? Oh, Nick Taylor. Nick he's Taylor. Canadian. He's a, nice he's a hell of a putt. I know that much. It's an un- unbelievable. How about putt. Nance with the glorious and free call? Yeah, glorious and free. Well, how about the dude getting tackled on the green? Uh, that was hilarious. That was incredible. This awesome. golf course. It's, it, it, the only reason I'm, I'm even thinking about whether or not one of these long shots could win is that no one's ever played this place. It's never been. You know, it, it's not. I mean, guys have played it, but not in this condition. Not with the rough like it is. Oh, so is the, what's the winning score for this tournament? Is this a typical U.S. Open? Is this yeah, a... this will be in the six to eight under range, I think. Okay. All, right. All right. But again, but this, no isn't a, this isn't a one over is going to win. I don't the think US so. Okay. I think there's no. I think those days are gone. First of all, they're gone because these guys are way too good. They hit the fairway way too much. Somebody, uh, There was some, some hubbub on the internet. Is there like a 300-yard par three? There's a 297-yard par three and an 80-yard par three. Wait, it's an hilarious. Eighty yard par three. It's hilarious, and a five hundred and forty yard par four. The golf course is insane. That's a really it's an weird. Eighty yard par three. Okay. From here to the, you know, that's fifty five yards. Eighty yard par three. How's uh, how's Jay Monahan doing? Old Jay. Jay's out with a medical issue. I, that's what I hear. I don't that's know what, what that I, means. Yeah, that's I what know, I hear. I There's a what, bit of a medical issue for. I Jay told Monahan. you last week that this thing, this 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 whole thing is. Far, far from a done deal, and but the, the government's not really going to shut it down. No, I don't know. I don't think it's even going to get to that. I don't. Here's what I think they did. As I read through, mm-hmm. you know, Jimmy. The only person in this that's even been remotely public about it is the guy that made the deal, Jimmy right. Dunn. Right. When you really read between the lines of this, I think that they got together. And Jimmy Dunn said to Yasser Al-Humanin, or whatever his name is, look, you stop suing us, we're going to stop suing you. And if we can shake hands on that right now and take a year to figure out then, once we figure out that we don't want to sue each other anymore and we're on some sort of stable ground, let's take a year to figure out how we can make this work together. And I think they shook hands on that. And right away, Jay Monahan said, well, we've got to have a press conference mm. to announce this mm. this alliance. Because mm. nothing else, there aren't any other details. Right. No, no one knows that the players can go back and forth. 
No one knows what's going to happen, who's going to pay well, And them. haven't there been like literally two very conflict... Like Greg Norman essentially well, said... Well, here's the thing that Jimmy Dunn said. Yeah. He said Jay Monahan runs live now. Right. Runs it. Right. The public investment fund funds it. Mm-hmm. Jay now runs it. Mm-hmm. What? The PGA Tour's running live? Mm-hmm. Like that, that can't possibly be true. When you hear their side, their side is... Dustin Johnson said last night on the Golf Channel... Well, I talked to the, whatever his name is, the King Sabad or whatever his right. name. I talked to him. He he said we got we're going we're forward with live next year, twenty twenty four. Get all the dates together. You guys are playing. What are you talking about? So there is something wrong with this. There's been something wrong since the first day it was announced. You you don't announce something like this without having all the bullet points right in front of you. Mm-hmm. Here's the deal. These players can come back. Here's their penalty. Here's their punishment. Here's what happens. Here's what happens to the guys who stayed. Here's you don't you don't make this sort of a, alliance unless you have all of that stuff already organized. They didn't have it organized. What they had organized was a handshake to stop suing each other. Right. And That's all they, they had. Just, they decided they were going to announce that that was a partnership. Right. Okay. We're 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 joining forces. Okay. Uh, okay. But what's that mean? And the biggest question is, what's it mean for the guys who didn't go? What are you doing with them? And how are you going to let these guys come back in? How are you letting them come back in? Well, and carte the, blanche. Without, I mean, you know, and, I mean, and, or is the question that you're just attempting to run two different things? Right. That you're, I, I, I've said this for two years. The, and I don't understand why. That, I, I, just don't, I can't figure out for the life of me why this isn't the easiest solution. There is no way, even though I know they play three or four events in October and November, no one's paying attention to them. There's no way the PGA Tour would ever schedule any significant event against football. They've learned their lesson. Mm-hmm. They will never do it right. again. They did it with right. the FedEx Cup the first five years. They did it with the Tour Championship. They finally figured it well, out. Well, they do the People Ryder watch Cup up against fo- football. Though. But that's different Go- because the golf world will watch the Ryder Cup. Yeah. The golf but- world will watch the Ryder Cup. The golf world won't watch. Will will go to watch football games before they'll watch the second round of the FedEx Cup. They figured that out, so now they end they end the golf season before Labor Day. Why wouldn't they just play the live events overseas, right? Where no one cares about the NFL on a relative scale. Mm-hmm. Go play in Australia and Morocco and Spain and Dubai. Go play all those events over there. In in October, September, October, November, December, and even into January, if you want, and let the players go back and forth. Wh- who cares? Just let the players go. If Brooks Kepka wants to go over and play in Dubai in December, let him go. It's it, You're not playing an event. No, I get it. What do you care? I understand. So the, the funniest part of the whole thing is that the tour, if you now if you pay attention to what Jimmy Dunn said, the tour gave in on this. Because the 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 combination of raising the purses and the legal fees, right? Were, they, they were going to go out of business. Yeah, correct. Like, so they say, okay, we'll we'll take your money. So, yeah. so you you have to assume, since they're pretty good at making money, mm-hmm. you have to assume the Saudis had figured that out. You have to assume that, right? Hey. They've raised their purses this year by forty million, and they've spent fifty or sixty on legal fees. They're they're out a hundred million dollars. We we got that in our back pocket. Mm-hmm. So why would the live guys have quit? 
something's not something and 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 I think the answer is very obvious. They don't care about golf. They just want to own people and own mo- and own things. When they got they sold that this was the thing to do. But it, they but the reason it was the thing to do is they right. own the players. Right, correct. So they decided we'll buy these players, we'll make a team and we'll make them into a team and we'll sell the team for a billion dollars and someone will own Brooks Kepka, Dustin Johnson, Patrick Reed, and I don't even remember who the other guy is right, on their team. But like right. they, they don't it's this could have been rugby. They don't care about golf. And and so I think when the tour said, Hey, we're you know, we're we can't keep doing this lawsuit back and forth. I, I can't for the life of me figure out why the Saudis didn't say, Well, that's too bad. That's a shame. Well, I can understand their answer being if 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 you mean to tell us we don't have to run it any longer, like we it's no there's no skin off our ass. We all we got to do is give you the money. You figure it all out. Well, that's what they that's right. what they did. I can understand that thought process. They don't care about golf, but they might very well have said, but we we still want the events. Like we still want to own right. the events. Right. That's all they want to do is own things. I we just, just want to own. They Griffin, want, I, I just all. sent you the phone number if you want to try them. If you want to try that, we can do it that way. I don't know what's going on over there. Griffin's just sort of sitting there pondering. It's very strange. It's okay. It, he's got a lot of stuff going on. Does he? Yeah. Does he? He's running this thing for you. Well, by the way. We'll see you doing it. That's a great point. Yeah, That's a great point. We'll see you doing it. So when do you think we'll actually learn something? I would say in the fall would be my guess. They I mean, to get through. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna get through. I mean. I, I just don't – I mean, the the three most important topics mm-hmm. by far are, is there going to actually be a functional live tour next year? That's topic number one. Topic number two is, if there isn't one, are you allowing those players back onto the tour? And the obvious answer to that is they are. So then 2A would be, then how are you going to punish them in a way that satisfies the guys who stayed. And then number three is when all of that settles and you've created this new entity that they're talking about, how do the tour players who stayed get their piece of that? Very similar to what happened with Messi and the Apple TV thing. Like, how, how do these players, how, does, how do you make up, unless you write them a check, how do you make up for the fact that McElroy was going to get a hundred right. million a year and for four years? And now you turn around and got your money, right? You're just going to give him a hundred million. But is is the answer to say, well, now we're going to let you go do this, and you can? Well, but again, you got to answer these three questions, right? Well, how quickly can you answer those? I think it. I think this takes a lot of. I think this takes a lot of um, sweat equity to sit down in a room with right. some people who are really smart, right. and say, okay. First and foremost, what are we doing with Liv? We we keep and live, we throw and live away. What are we doing? I think that there's no question the tour wants Liv to go away. There's no question about that. Like they they don't they don't want any competition. Sure. Sure. Then you well, do but wait a second, but if they it's theirs, if it's just the PGA and PGA but International, a, like that's a very different right. like it's I, I do think that becomes intriguing at that point, that we can have two separate entities and they can both be profitable and we can own all of it. Right. Well, but then then comes the issue of the initial lawsuit that was put together by Liv was about what? 
a monopoly. Right. And now you and, have a and monopoly. You, and that's now you've created one. And that's in, where, yeah. right. I agree. And that's I agree. where Elizabeth Warren comes in. I don't know that you want. I mean, she's a hound. I don't know, I don't she know is, you want her fangs she in. She's a hound. There's no question about that. Today's show brought to you by your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Joining us now here on GCR, uh, this man, someone who is synonymous with uh, baseball at the University of Maryland. He was a player. He has been a part of the program for a very long time, and now as of officially after a press conference yesterday, he is the new head coach of the University of Maryland baseball program. We welcome back to the program Coach Matt Swope, who is with us now here on GCR. Coach, it's Glenn Drew Forrester's in here with me this morning. Thank you for taking the time. It's great to catch up. Congratulations, man. Thank you so much. Appreciate you guys having me on. What does this mean to you, Coach? I mean, you get I- a better parking spot? I mean, that would be the first <laughs> question i got to ask right away, Coach. A parking spot. I'm just trying to get into. You should see over there by VTA Talica. People we got over there. So <laughs> I'm just trying trying to make it in the lot for right now. You'll settle for that. Um, I, I'm with hey when Till, when Tillman's there and Sasha and all these guys. These guys are legends. You're just trying to you're trying to fit in around that land. Right. Glenn Glenn used to park their cars for them. Correct. In the yeah. old days. <laughs> right. As necessary. Um, Coach, I know you talked about it yesterday, but what this means to you as someone who's cared so deeply about this program from, you know, even a time where there wasn't maybe the success that this program has found in recent years to now be the head coach of Maryland baseball, can you put into words? Yeah, it's a dream come true. So, you know, there's, I know it's a cliche, but it is. You know, I, most people don't know I didn't come back into college coaching until I was 32. You know, I played pro baseball and went out in the real world for a little while. So, when I made that decision to kind of go all in on that, and it was a huge sacrifice financially, then um, this was the goal. So, you know, not only from, from that point being the goal, but obviously growing up a lifelong fan, my parents went to Maryland. Uh, they got married at the chapel at Maryland. My dad was in Sigma Chi at Maryland. So everything, I went to high school to math on Route 1. So everything that I've ever done has been synonymous with, with Route 1 and, and College Park and interwoven into in, in the kind of how I grew up. So it truly is a dream come true. I felt like I've lived it my whole life, and it's just it's just really gratifying to get to this point right now. How do you best describe, Coach, from when you were a player? And you know, let's be let's be very frank, right? The program was nearly non-existent in moments then, right? To to now, what's happened? How yep. do you describe how things have turned, and why the program has been able to sustain through now what will be a fourth head coach um, in this era? Well, I, I, you know, I think back then it's just, you know, when I was there as a player, we had four scholarships. We, 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 you know, we didn't have the resources. We were, we were busting to Florida State. We were staying at the Carolina Duke Motor Inn, like I said yesterday. And, you know, some of that's kind of part of the times and budgets and things that have changed, right? So, so when we hosted that regional regional last year, I was I was in tears to see more stands added and the fans there. It's, I can't even put in words the difference between then and now and even Maryland fans or people from the area maybe not quite understand that. So we've come a long way. You know, six regionals in 11 years is, is impressive. And um, back-to-back then Big Ten championships is, is really special. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily fully anything else other than players and relationships. Uh, it's always going to start with the players and end with that and the relationships you build with them. I do think what's been important, even though we've had a change from Backage to Chef to Rob to now, 
is that continuity of 11 years of, of Rob and I staying together. So we've, we've mm-hmm. always had at least three staff members stay. So even though, you know, fans may get frustrated at losing head coaches, we, we've had some sustainability with the staff. And I think that's also really important in any sport, whether it be, you know, college or professional, that, that you're having that continuity with the staff for so long. Coach, anything about – I mean, obviously you've been the assistant there and now you've got the head job. Is there anything – I don't want to say – I don't want to call it a concern, but do you see your your managerial or your even your baseball personality needing to change at all because of the, the difference in the roles? No, I mean, you know, we, Rob and I have always done such a good job in agreement with most things, and he's, he's, he's done a good job along with Coach F of empowering his staff, and that's what you have to do at this level, so – um, no, I, I mean, listen, you're, you're always going to take what the good things from other coaches and their strengths and, 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 and how they can help your, your game per se. But, um, each coach I think has to be authentic and, and, and be themselves. And that's the key to success. So I'm going to try to put my stamp on it the best I can by just being me, uh, maybe not trying to do wholesale changes, but by staying true to who I am and, and take the things that we've been successful over the last 11 years and just build on that. He is New Maryland baseball coach Matt Swope. He's with us here on GCR. Coach, you know, you and I have talked about every time I talk to a player from this area, they're always going out of their way to put you over for the last few years. And I always wondered in, in circles and people that care about Maryland baseball if that would lead to, you know, opportunities at the major league level and for, for programs. Can, could, would you tell us, like, have you had those chances to maybe move on from Maryland the last couple of years and take other opportunities? And, and if you did – why was this the path you wanted to stay on? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's been many conversations over the years from Major League Baseball teams, and uh, I have a lot of really, really strong relationships at the Major League Baseball level from hitting coaches to some executives and whatever. But anybody that knows me, it's it's not about money. It's not about the stature of the position. Um, you know, I'm sitting outside right now in Annapolis where I live, and, um, you know, this is home to me. Uh, and honestly, if Rob had stayed, I probably would have just stayed as long as he stayed. So, mm. uh, the job opportunities have never been the goal. Um, this is home to me. This is kind of who I am. Um, this has always been really important to me to, to stay here. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I've had a ton of those conversations, but some of that stuff was, you know, I'm able to, uh, started another company with motor preferences, which yeah. the science that, you know, we integrate with our hitters and that that's really helped. Um, create the niche from a recruiting standpoint so I'm able to consult with a lot of major league teams and players specifically which gives me some passion and um, allows me to to kind of integrate that into Maryland and, and bring it all together to, to create that niche for these players and the recruits. So what's the next step coach like how we, we talk about the success this program has found um, what does it take to go from doing cool things hosting a regional winning a big 10 tournament you know, winning lots of games to what we all know is the thing that still exists that's never happened, which is Omaha, right? Like, what what does it require under your leadership for this program to be able to take that next step? Well, I think we're doing a good job with that stuff. Uh, you know, we're, we're getting ready to break down, a, a break ground on a brand new indoor that's going to go behind left field. So it's always going to start with, with resources to make your players better. We don't need a $30 million stadium, but um, if players feel like I mean, it wouldn't hurt better, if, if somebody had $30 million yeah. lying around, I imagine you'd probably correct, be willing to accept correct. it. <laughs> I would be, I would be willing to accept that. Absolutely. So I think it starts with something like that with the indoor, just to show the commitment to, to baseball, which, which the administration is, 
is doing that this year. And, and like you said, you know, it's, it's no secret that the last 11 years we have big leaguers uh, that are playing right now. And maybe some other schools had those big leaguers that are older that are giving back like a UVA, mm -hmm. uh, for instance, when you see they were on a similar trajectory um, that, that we were a little bit earlier. I mean, when I played at Maryland, UVA was worse than Maryland, you know, um, so I've been there. I've seen where that, that growth has come and, and, and multiple renovations. But that, that just doesn't come from administration. That comes from uh, former players and donors and all that. So, you know, having that pipeline in the last 11 years, you're hoping that, you know, that starts it, right? And you can build that momentum and, and maybe you do get that donation along with some of the stuff administration is going to do. And I think when all that stuff kind of comes together, uh, you can do some special things. I mean, listen, I, I've been one game away from Omaha. Um, we've won multiple regionals, so there's a lot that goes into that. But uh, I think just the, the continued growth and, and showing, um, you know, players and recruits and, and fans and all that will, will definitely help. Obviously, there's a chance that Matt Shaw might be making more money than any of those guys at this point, seeing where it looks like he's going to go. Um, I, I, Coach, I, I'll go back to what we were talking about before. I, I think there are people that would say, well, why why would it be different this time? Why wouldn't, you know, Matt just be here for a few years and then when the next, you know, really good job becomes available, he just goes and takes that. And I'm not trying to put words in your mouth or make you make a promise or something like that because I, I think everybody understands, like, Alabama's an amazing opportunity. Why wouldn't Rob Vaughn take that? But would there be reason to believe, given what you've told us, that that wouldn't be a priority for you to, to down the road, find a bigger or better job to take? Well, anybody that knows me, I mean, the guys in the Major League Baseball organizations, I don't even take the calls. So, I mean, this is this is a destination job for me. I said in my press conference yesterday, and this is, I truly believe this, this this has never been a job for me. This is a lifestyle. My best friend is Steve Suter. You know, I've done yep. a radio show in, in, in Baltimore with yep. him before, and um, Todd White and Scott McBrien and um, guys like that. Like, I'm at the football games on Saturdays. You know, I'm, I'm at the basketball games. You know, I grew up on Joe Smith and Johnny Rhodes and Dwayne Simpkins and the Massa Catholic high school basketball, like this is a part of who I am. So um, it's not just about baseball. It's not just about that. This has always been a lifestyle to me. So um, I can't ever say, you know, you know, to tell you the future, but just based off me having the opportunity to leave with, with which much easier in the past three to four years, um, obviously them naming me the head coach and, um, this being my dream, I'm not even not even entertaining or that even thoughts of, of things like that. Uh, Max Costas has gotten off to a pretty good start in the Orioles system. Like I think that a lot of people said, hey, this is a neat story, but he's an undrafted kid. Are you starting to buy into the idea that like he might end up really proving to be something so much more significant than that and have a real chance to make his way through this system at some point? Yeah, I mean, it's great to see local guys, right? You know, so I've, I talked a lot about my press conference yesterday. We need to do better with, with, the, with the black player, you know, in, in urban areas. And um, especially me being from PG County, it's really important to me. I grew up with Ken Griffey Jr. And, and Ricky Henderson and Frank Thomas being my favorite players. So to see that come to fruition with knowing his story and the struggles that he went through growing up in Baltimore, um, along with Marty, um, is, is extra special to me. Um, have a, have always had a really good relationship from from a baseball part. I think it just once you're in there, uh, the minor league system, you know, can chew you up and spit you out. Yeah. So it's a matter of mentality. It's a matter of, of grind it out. And I think he's always, you know, based off how he's brought up and, and the things he kind of went through here, um, he's equipped to do that. Um, 
and, and then hopefully just the maturation from a baseball perspective, uh, aligning with those things um, will give him an honest chance because him and his brother are certainly um, super talented and, and great people. So I'm, I'm obviously hoping for the best. And, you know, being a diehard Orioles fan, um, we haven't talked about that, but that's, that's something that's my childhood team and my favorite team growing up. So that would be even better. We love that. We love that. All right, Drew and I were joking earlier. Uh, whenever Buck Showalter would take a job, he would come in and immediately there'd be something. He would say, you know, we got to got to move the clocks. Can't right, have the we got the benches can't be there. You know, like is there anything like that about you that now that you're in charge, you find yourself saying, well, there's something we got it. We we got to have some Snickers bars. In right, the we got to put the scoreboard up somewhere. Like anything like that that you say now that it's my, pro- I know I'm gonna have to do this. <laughs> there's nothing I'm going to move or I don't know. I probably not. Um, even to where I sit on the bus, I don't necessarily want to move. So <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, is that a super, wait, hang on though. Is that a superstition thing though? Because there's nobody in no, the world I'm more not. superstitious than baseball players. Oh gosh. I wish I wasn't. I definitely am superstitious. Right. I put my socks on the same way. I put my shoes on the same way. Yeah. Um, all that stuff. I don't know if there's anything that would change. No, I'm more of a creature of habit. Um, I've actually tried over the past few years not to be as superstitious, but I, I, I still am. I can't help it. Baseball. Um, but no, just maybe some things to add, you know, just you always looking for improvements, you know, and little things on the field, but there isn't anything, you know, high maintenance wise that I, I would change or maybe quirks and all that. I'll probably still try to stick to the same things I did and, and try to work that way into just whatever the extra roles I have. There's no like if you lose a game, do you ask somebody to switch seats on the bus though? Like you're not you're not that crazy, are you? No, I'm not crazy. Okay. Right. Um, not on the bus. <laughs> I never do it on the bus, but I'll stand in different places in the dugout. I love I'll that. pick up trash. I love I'll pick that. up more trash. <laughs> when we need a rally, I'll tell the players like hurry up and Papio and I would tell them, Hurry up, pick up some trash, find some trash for some good karma. Um no, we definitely will do that in the dugout. I'll throw the bat. Sometimes we'll take the bats out of the rack and throw them all out in the dugout to wake them up. Um, I love it. We've done that before. So, yeah, oh, no, we're, we'll do anything during the game awesome. to, to have some success. So, yeah, for sure. I, awesome. I grew up in Glen Burnie, and our way we used to handle it, if we were losing, we'd go take the other team's bats from them. Right. <laughs> We'd, we'd have some yeah, whatever kid, it takes. Yeah, right. We'd yeah, have whatever. a kid. We'd have a kid from school go over there and yeah. take all old Mills yeah. bats. And what from are you gonna do? Right. You don't have any bats. Right, right. At whatever Matt, it takes. At Matt Swope nineteen on Twitter is how you follow him, uh, Coach. I know how much this means to everybody in the Maryland baseball community. Uh, so excited for you. So happy for you taking over the program. Congratulations. Hit them where they man. ain't. Looking forward to seeing you out Thanks. there and talking to you more. All right. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you, Matt Swope, New uh, University of Maryland baseball coach. Uh, taking over the program. He better this week. win. I mean, they've done a pretty good job of winning. No, he um, better win quick. I'm tired of having our baseball team not make it to the College World Series. <laughs> so, Who are you? I need, Who are you? I need, like, where I did need, you come from? I need our Terp baseball like, team. Our Terps. <laughs> our Terps. Went to more says. games than you last year. That's a fact. <laughs> It's huh. a one unquestionable fact. Went I don't think I've ga- been to a game since the pe- – no, that's not true. The went kids, to more we games took, than we went you. To a game. We went to a game previous year. Went to more games than you. High-five the turtle more times than you did. I was more of a turgeon guy myself. <laughs> High-five the turtle way more than you did last year. Definitely true. There's no doubt about that. All right, what's going right, on in your world? That's it. I got to go follow golf. Are you doing – Is, van is and the then... show actually on, like, live on Sunday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 12 to 1. I never know with you. 
the PGA Championship, you wanted to go on at like three or whatever. You, well, I, never... I wanted to do that this weekend, and then I realized it, even if we went on at three to five, oh, we're the prime, they're doing prime time, right? Yeah, so we'll wouldn't... let you guys uh, do your thing. We're doing a special Father's Day show. Oh, on nice. Uh, we're having uh, a bunch of local uh, sports dads are going to pop up. Like nice. Kyle Hamilton's dad's going to come on with us, and okay. Zay Flowers' dad, all those guys are going to okay. pop on. I'm looking forward to that. When's he getting hurt? Who, which one? Zay, Zay Flowers. Flowers? Probably next week. I mean, Bateman's out already for the year. Don't don't do this. Don't put that. Don't put that on us. This has got to be the end of the run for Bateman. I they haven't even played, and he got a quarter zone shot. I understand. I understand. All right. Any, anything else? From nope. You? Twelve Done to one. Enough damage. Twelve to one Sunday. Yep. Fairways and greens. One hundred five seven. The fan. Scotty Scheffler. Drew's Morning Dish dot com. Oh, and you're hosting a thing. You got a you got a um a, an event tonight. Right? Oh yeah, uh, Junior Golf Clinic at Pine Ridge. It's a good thing that I'm on top of this. Um, six o'clock. Come on out. Uh, well, in fact, speaking of the University of Maryland, Will Course from University of Maryland uh, golf team oh, is he just our started special following guest. me on Twitter the other day. He's yeah. a good man. Uh, he's going to be well, our doesn't special. Doesn't his brother play? Uh, they both yeah. play. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Will will be out at Pine Ridge tonight, six o'clock. If you've got a junior golfer, boy or girl, junior golfer, tell them to bring your clubs. Come on out. Uh, we'll be there from six to seven thirty. Free golf instruction. Uh, don't tell the people at Classic Five, but we bring some uh, drinks out for the kids. Wait, and what? <laughs> Well, I mean, Gatorade, oh. not, not cocktails. <laughs> I, Lord, I was very confused um, about. That. I was, I was intrigued. Don't no, get no, me wrong. Right. So yeah, come on out. Anybody uh, listening? Uh, the six of you, if you have kids, come on out. <laughs> six on a good day. <laughs> yeah, right. All right, uh, Scotty Scheffler. Good to see you. At it's a hooded four iron on Twitter. That's uh, Drew Forrester. Drew's Morning Dish dot com and Fairways and Greens this Sunday. At noon on 105.7 The Fan. We're going to have a lot of commercial breaks to make up. I don't know how we're going to do all of that, but we will deal with it when we need to deal with it. As we switch gears this morning here on GCR, joining us now, uh, he's been off to a great start this season as we make our weekly trip down to the Bowie Bay Sox to chat with Justin Armbruster, who is with us on GCR. Justin, it's Glenn. It's great to catch up with you, man. Thank you for taking the time for us. Hey, Glenn, how's it going this morning? I'm great, dude. It's good to hear from you. Are, wait, okay, i got to ask this question because we're just talking to uh, Matt Swope, who's a new Maryland baseball coach, about superstitions. When you're off to a hot start and you haven't gotten the call to do the GCR interview yet this season, did you maybe second guess when you were asked about doing it and say, maybe I stay away from those guys because things are going too good right now? No, no, I knew it would come eventually, but <laughs> I mean, I am a superstitious person for sure, and I have a few routines that I like to do, but no, I knew I'd give my opportunity to talk to you guys here uh, sometimes. Have soon. you taken on any new ones this year with things going as well as they've gone? No, I've really just been trying to stick to my routine. I had a coach tell me, if you go out and do your routine every day and work hard at it, and the start goes good or bad, as long as you did your routine you feel good about your work, it's a good day at the office. All right, all right. I like that. I like that a lot. Let's talk about the success you found, because when you got up to AA last year, things were going well. And what's interesting is... Like it, you know, the whip really stood out a year ago. Like you, you were not putting a lot of runners on base, just maybe getting some bad luck. Is it maybe fair to say that like maybe things haven't dramatically changed this season, but you're just maybe getting better fortune, better luck, whatever it is? Or do you really feel like you've genuinely stepped up and pitched better as you're pitching to a two point four seven ERA, which I hear will play? Yeah, I would say it plays. But, yeah, no, I think I think it's a little bit of a mixture of both. I think not only did my stuff get better over the offseason, I had the opportunity to work on TrackMan pretty much the entire offseason in this facility um, up in Washington where I'm from. But then also, too, like me and Forrest German have been emphasizing let's just force weak contact and attack the zone. 
And that's really helped my numbers play up too, just by forcing guys to have weak contact by pounding the zone early in counts. When what did it take like when when that is the strategy, does it take some okay, I gotta go out and do it and live with the fact that one of them might fly the other way? Like does it take I think about um, was it the scene in the Mighty Ducks where they they tape Goldberg to the goal and they say, "Dude, you're gonna have to take shots off all parts of your body to understand that's the way this game works." Does it take any of that when you say, "Hey, I need to adjust to pounding to the zone"? That might lead to a ball going the wrong way 500 feet at some point. Yeah, I mean, one of the Orioles' hot pitchers right now, Kyle Bradish, told me when he was down here on a rehab start that. The hitters get paid as much as we do when we're at this level to hit home runs. Yeah. So sometimes you throw a great pitch and they hit a home run, but if you executed the pitch you wanted to and threw it, let's say you're trying to go up and in on a lefty, you got it up and in on a lefty, but he still hit it out of the park. Sometimes it happens and they're paid as much as we are to hit home runs. So sometimes you just got to tip your cap. Life goes on, right? Like there's there's another batter that's going to come up after that and you got opportunity to continue doing things. Uh, Justin, do you... Do yeah, life... Do you feel like there's been anything else that's that's changed? Like, is there any like besides mentality, just repetition? You know, having been now at the level for a little while and faced this caliber of hitter, is there anything else that jumps out at you that you would say this has played a role in the success that I'm finding? I would just say that my mentality is to go in and get one day better. Um, every day I go into the facility, I'm trying to learn something new um, and try to like critique my game to the finest. Um, I heard you talking a little bit before I got on the radio about golf, and I'm a huge golfer myself, and that plays into how I pitch. So I'm just trying to critique my game to the finest point, um, and it's going to lead to more success here at the AA level. He is Justin Armbruster of the Bowie Bay Sox. He's with us here on GCR. Do Do you ever like find yourself saying, "Hey, you guys are noticing this, right? Like, you know, nobody's names not popping up on these top 100 prospects list." Do you ever find yourself saying, like? Hey, you, you guys recognize what I'm doing, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'll set myself out here and here every once in a while. But, again, I talk to the big leaguers when they come down, and they all they keep telling me is, hey, just control what you can control. Don't worry about the other stuff. Go out there and have fun when they give you the rock, and it'll all fall into place one day. I mean, I, I know that's true. I know that's true, but if I was pitching like you were, I would be trying to yell about it. <laughs> like, hello, hello. <laughs> Oh, uh, this is the guy that you're looking for. I'm right here. Justin, the, the mentality thr- throughout the system, right? Like the, the way that things have changed these last couple of years since you arrived. Can, can you kind of explain that and the excitement, the energy that maybe you have felt as this thing has gone along, knowing what's going on from top to bottom in the Orioles system? Yeah, for sure. When I got into the system in 2021, the first motto I saw on a t-shirt was rising ties, raise all ships. And that's, I mean, it's nothing truer than what it says on a t-shirt. Like everybody pushes each other. It's so much fun to be in this organization. Um, Guys are pushing each other every day. Guys are, pitchers are asking hitters questions. Hitters are asking pitchers questions about how can they get better. And the same is on the flip side. Like, we'll ask the hitting coach, hey, what do you see how I'm attacking guys? Or the hitters will ask, hey, how would you attack me? So it's really cool to see everybody working together and trying to push all towards the same goal and get the Orioles back to the playoffs. Um, all right, so let's get into the golf thing. Are you the best golfer on the team? Uh, sadly, I'm not. I'm, oh. I would say I'm second, but the best golfer on the team is Jensen Elliott. Really? All right. PGA pro. 
Oh. His dad's a PGA pro. He played ever since he was a little kid. So. Yeah. I haven't beat him yet, but we've tied once. Okay, that's an accomplishment. We were talking to um, uh, McKenna last week, and when Aaron Hicks showed up, like I think people that don't know, Aaron Hicks is with like Tiger Woods' niece, is uh, I think his wife oh. or his yeah, and so all of a sudden, like there's some real significant stiff competition that shows up the moment that Aaron Hicks came on the team, and it kind of changed everything for them. Who's the mark though? Who's the guy that thinks they're good? But you know if you're going to go out there on a Monday, you're going to be able to take money off of them because they're not nearly as good as they think they are. Uh, I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus, oh. but there's definitely a few guys that I can work money off of. For sure. All right, all right, all right. It's, it's probably the correct political answer, but I'm a little bit disappointed that I couldn't get it out of you so that we could uh, have some fun with it. Hey, um, a guy behind you that I wanted to ask you about because, you know, we don't speak the same language, so I haven't had the opportunity to chat with him. Um, Prieto and what he's doing, can, can you put into words, because I feel like, again, he's a guy that's like yourself, kind of flying under the radar still a little bit, despite the fact that everything we're seeing is nuts. What is it that you've yeah. seen from that dude and how real, how legitimate? I know he's not the biggest cat in the world. Like, he's never going to be a 30 home run hitter or anything like that. But my God, it seems like he can do just basically everything else. He pretty much can do basically everything else. I mean, watching that kid play, it's so much fun. He comes to the ballpark and just has fun every day. He plays loose. He jokes in the locker room. He goes out there. He has fun. Yeah, he may get, may get mad when he gets out, but he pushes himself to that standard. I mean, the kid lines out at 105 miles an hour to left field, and he still gets mad at himself. Wow. But then he goes out there and goes, 18 for 21 or whatever it was when we were in Erie and can't get out. So the kid's unbelievable. He's so much fun to play with. I mean, he's throwing the cutters back from third base all night last night, trying to work on his pitches. Like, kids out there just having fun. Wow. People were talking shit. Excuse my language. Talking <laughs> shit during uh, their road trip during Erie. And he goes out there and hits a line drive off the wall and gives the man the old peace sign. As oh, that's back awesome. Out to shortstop the next inning. So. I mean, the kid's just really fun to play with, and he's the truth. So I'm excited for him as much as I am myself uh, to watch his career blossom. Oh, that's so great. I love that so much. Okay, all right, now i got to go a different direction with this. Who's the best shit talker on the team? Who's the best shit talker in the system? Who's the guy that's the most fun to yak in the dugout during the course of a game? Well, Sadly, he just got promoted to Norfolk, and he was my right next to me in the locker room, and that would be Hudson Kerstad. Really? Yes. Oh, Hudson man. Kerstad knows how to push, knows how to pick your brain and push your buttons, uh, but then can still be your best friend at the end of the day. So. Wow. Best shit talker goes to Hudson Kerstad. That's so funny because he comes off to me so cerebral when we talk to him, right? Like he comes off like, but maybe yeah. maybe that's what it is, right? Like he's so cerebral that he knows exactly how to push someone's buttons in that moment. That's incredible. I love that. Yeah. Um, is, is there a team or an organization that does the most shit talking from the other side? Like, is there a team that when you go up against them, you're like, oh, we're, 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 we're going to have a cut. This is going to be an interesting week. Um, well, I know Harrisburg doesn't like us. Erie doesn't like us. But I don't think there's really one team quite yet that I've singled out. But those are the two that, when I pitch against them, they definitely don't like. Them. All right. 
All right. The, uh, by the way, this week uh, started again, including tonight. Tonight at six thirty. So a great day to maybe do a double dip if you're going to the Orioles game. Go down to Bowie afterwards as they take on Richmond. They're home throughout the weekend. Fireworks tomorrow's night. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, special Capitals event. Kids run the bases plus a DL Hall poster giveaway. Fireworks again on Saturday and a really fun Father's Day celebration on Sunday, including a pregame catch on the field. Get to BaySox.com in order to get all that information. Uh, what else is going on in your world, dude? Like, when you're not, you know, baseball or golf, like, you, you know, is there anything else you're doing on Mondays? Anything else you're getting into at all? No, nah, I'm a huge golfer. I mean, this week I'm, I'm watching the U.S. Open. So Who's going to win? I got a lot of stuff to watch. My two picks are John Rahm is my favorite okay. pick. I mean, my sleeper pick is Sahith Tagala. Ooh, I, now this is good news for me because you used a sleeper pick, but it's somebody I've actually heard of because the last guy I had on gave me two sleepers, and I've never even heard of Eric Cole. I said, I don't know who that okay. is. Who is it, Herbert? I was like, I don't know who that is. I'm willing to, but however, as a better, I'm willing to put money on just about anything, so I'll listen. Tell me about yeah. why, Thigala, so what, why Thigala. I just like his ball striking, and I think he's due. I mean, he's been so close in so many majors. I think this is the one that's going to put him over the edge and the stage is there. But I think the other one that I've been hearing around the locker room that a lot of people like is Max Homa. Oh yeah, well he's the dude, right? Like he's just like the most likable guy on the tour, right? This is he's this, so likable and he's so like honest and he just tells you how it is. Yeah, so, I yeah. dig that. I dig that. Uh, I think the real question is, I think I saw that there's a 540 yard par four at the U.S. Open. What would you post on a 540 yard U.S. Open hole? That's a par four. Well, the biggest problem in my game is not hitting the fairway, and the rough is absurd. Right. So if I hit the rough, I'm at least making seven. Yeah. But if I somehow find the fairway, I have a good chance at five. Okay. All right. That would be impressive. Um, I think I saw there's like a three. I got a question. I got a question back for you. Though. Okay. What are you hitting off the tee on the 280-yard part three? So we were that, me. You, I'm hitting driver off a of 200 because I am not a professional athlete. <laughs> like, fair enough. You know what I mean? I, I, I it still work for me to get it there. For a normal person, that I dude, I saw that going on because I, I didn't know that they had they have a 280-yard part three, and then there's like an 80-yard part three on the same course, which yeah, is. Two eighty. There's two two eighty par threes, and then there's an eighty five yard par three. That's so. But if they put the pin front edge and the wind blows downwind, there's no way you can stop it. Okay, so what are you hitting for a two hundred eighty yard par three? So I was actually talking to Jensen about this yesterday in the locker room before the game started, and we came to the conclusion that three wood is the better play because you have more control over it than the driver. You can get a little bit more spin. But also, if I haven't looked at the holes exactly, if you can bounce it short and roll it on the front, given that you also have to be a professional athlete to get a three with that yeah, far. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I, that's what we came up with. We came up with three wood because it's a little bit more consistent than driver. Um, look, in the worst case scenario is what? Like that you're that you end up sailing somehow. Like I, you know, I think you got a pretty yeah, good that chance. You, bomb a three wood and hit it 310 yeah right okay. like yeah i mean my god so what so you come back and you get back on the green and you're, you're okay at that point these guys what do you think these guys are hitting on a 280 yard part three though they, these guys are hitting a. I i heard john rom tried to pull a four iron yesterday in a practice round he came up short 
But then I've also heard a lot of driving irons are getting added to the bag. That makes sense. For those two holes in yeah, particular. That makes sense. But the takeaway I've heard so far on the course is the front nine is where you score, the back nine is where you get the top. Have you ever, have you had an ace in your life? I actually have two. No, where? I have one at my home course, the Plateau Club in Mammoth, Washington. I was with my grandma. And then I have one at the University of New Mexico course. I was playing with one of the girls on the team. That's cool. That's cool. Okay, did you did you handle, did you take care of business afterwards? Did you go in, did you buy everybody drinks? I did. My I did. The first man. one I actually was not of age, but the second one I definitely had a few drinks after the round. Very nice. That's cool that it was with your grandma too, man. That's awesome. How long, is, has she always been yeah. a golfer? She has. She's been a golfer since she was little. Um, she's the one that taught me how to golf and got me like addicted to the game. Oh, she got cool me playing as a little kid. And then I was like, no, nah, I'm going to try this hitting thing for baseball. And then that ended in high school and I became a pitcher only. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to start playing golf again. She do, got me back into do you, it. Do you feel like if you had pursued golf that you, you could I'm not. I'm not trying to go crazy and say like you'd be playing in the U.S. Open this week. Like, do you feel like you could have made money, made a living as a golfer? Ah, uh, that's tough to say made a living because golf is definitely the hardest sport. And if you want to debate that another time, we can. Okay. Like, All right. It's definitely the hardest <laughs> sport. So I don't know about that, but I definitely think I could have played in college and then who knows what could have happened from there. And it takes a little luck to get to this level. It, okay. I'm, all right. Let's listen to this. And I'm going to let you go. The hardest sport argument, because I feel like the argument would be it is also the sport where you don't necessarily have to have been blessed with the most incredible physical gifts. Like, you can do the work to make up for it if, you know, like, you, you can't become a basketball player at a high level unless you were, like, what Steph Curry's doing is amazing and, and all, but he is still taller than the average human being is, even though he's not, you know, 6'8". Like, is is golf the sport that you can most make up for whatever gifts you weren't blessed with, like, at, at birth? I'm going to start with 2% of golfers break 80. That is insane. That is insane. That is a good point. Like, that's... And these guys are out here playing. I think the slope rating on LA Country Club is like 148. <sighs> and the course rating is like 75 point something. Which means scratch golfer is shooting three over par on average. All right. So... My argument is that golf is the hardest sport because you have to be okay with not ever coming close to par. Right, right. You're going to be miserable. The you, average golfer is never going to shoot par. That's a good point. But okay, but is there there a parallel to baseball where like hitters, you know, the, the the greatest hitters of all time failed more consistently than they succeeded? I mean, you hit 300, you're a Hall of Famer. Correct. And you and you got in seven out of ten at bats, you were out. Like, yeah. You know, I feel like there's a parallel there. Where you, you you almost have to be able to make peace with, maybe it goes back to what we started the conversation with. You've got to be capable of making peace with failure at times. Like, that's got, it's funny because Jackson Holiday was telling me about that the other day. He's like, yeah, what I think I've learned is making peace with failure. And I'm like, dude, when do you fail? <laughs> like, yeah, when does that kid fail? Right? Everybody that I've talked to in Aberdeen just tells me that that kid should be in Dewey ASAP. Right? But like, I got to meet him in spring training. He's a super nice kid, and I can't wait to hopefully get him uh, playing behind me someday. That's soon. cool, man. I love that. Uh, Justin, Twitter, Instagram, where can people follow you? 
Uh, on Instagram, I'm at J underscore Armbruster. And on Twitter, I'm at just J Armbruster. Uh, dude, as always, I don't know what else there is to say other than just keep kicking ass. Um, it's been awesome what? to see the success that you have had this season. This was a lot of fun, bro. Thank you for doing this this morning. I appreciate it, and uh, hopefully we can talk soon. And for now, uh, go base off. Love it, man. Thank you, dude. Justin Armbruster, uh, who's, again, just having an outstanding season, which, you know, I, I feel like when we talk about the, uh, you know, when somebody says, hey, the, the, the arms maybe aren't there within the system, I, I feel like there is a strong argument being made by Justin Armbruster that he is becoming that guy. 12 starts, 62 innings, 1.15 whip, 2.47 ERA. Those numbers will play. Those numbers work eternally. We've got to take a lot of commercial breaks. <laughs> it's what it is, just the way the day has gone. Pressboxonline.com slash offers has all of the best sign-up offers and bonuses, including $150 in bonus bets from DraftKings after you place your first $5 bet. Get that and other great sportsbook offers right now. Pressboxonline.com slash offers. Fighting words next. Glenn Clark Radio. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's wrong. not great. Yes. Not great. You want to throw to it again? It's Glenn Clark Radio. The latest edition of Pressbox is available now. On the cover, Dave Ginsburg remembers Goose as he looks back on the impact that late Tony Saragusa had both on and off the field here in Baltimore. Plus, he explains how Goose's kids are working to continue that legacy with the Goose Flights program. Also inside, Todd Karpovich profiles the path Tyler Wells has taken to becoming a star in the Orioles rotation. And you'll find a special summer travel guide with information about events and activities throughout the state. Pressbox is available for free at over 500 area locations including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the O's, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. The All-America Senior Game, powered by New Balance, will be back at Johns Hopkins Homewood Field on July 29th. The most decorated girls and boys lacrosse players in the country have been invited to play in what is the premier lacrosse event of the year. Every college coach wants their players in this game, and if you dream of being in this game, you start by trying out for one of your regional underclass teams this summer. The best against the best. Get your tickets now at allamericalacrosse.com. Costas Inn has been serving up delicious steamed crabs for over 50 years. Lately, the crabs you want to eat when the weather warms up have gotten harder and harder to get. So get your crab eating game plan in place. Make sure to stick this number on your fridge, 410-477-1975. Call ahead and reserve the size crabs you want. You may be able to walk in, but you may also be disappointed at the size or maybe even get shut out altogether. So call ahead, have a plan, and then arrive on your crab eating vacation. Costas also has delicious crab soup and crab cakes. The Costas Inn at 4100 North Point Boulevard. For more than 50 years, they've been satisfying crab lovers in and around Baltimore. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. Check out PressBoxOnline.com every day to find daily winners and betting advice from Jeremy Kahn. And if you want some advice about life decisions that you probably shouldn't make, here's Glenn Clark. All right, back in here on GCR as we continue along on a Thursday edition of the program. Thanks to Justin Armbruster, new Maryland baseball coach Matt Swope, and yes, even to Drew for hanging out with us this morning. 
All right, so you say you've got a new open for this. You say yeah. this is on the up and up. Yeah. Let's see how I feel about it. We're all let's, set. Let's hear it. Yeah, sure. Oh, boy. this is. It's Fighting Words with Riffin' Bats. The music works. Is it the same bit that you did the last time where, like, you're just going to randomly hear bells and that's when no, you're that's, supposed to well, move that was, on? No, that was the signal to start. Oh. Mm. I don't. I like the bell. I feel like the bell should come right after. Come right after the okay. voice. Okay. Who did the voice? Uh, somebody at the at one five seven. You want to guess who it was? I'd have to hear it again. You want to play? You want to restart? Yeah, yeah, let, me, let me let me hear it. Right, let me hear it one more time to see if I can figure out who it is. Yeah. Yeah, I need I need some volume on that. Yeah. It's fighting words with Riffin Bats. Obviously, I pitched it. Yeah, it's distorted down, down enough that I can't. Yeah, who was it? It was Caleb. Oh, it was Caleb? Yeah, Caleb Rada. It sound at all like Caleb. Yeah. <laughs> it's Caleb. I believe it's Rada. Well, you know, anyone um, I've met that with the last name Rada, I always say Rada because Rada's more fun. What? How many people do you know with that last name? Went to a kid with uh, right, uh, right, a right, high enough, school enough, named, enough, Rada, enough. named Rada. Um, I, st- I feel like it could be dressed up a little bit. I feel like it could have some so, sounds. So I had like the highlights before. Not highlights. Okay. I'm saying like sound effects, like punches, like things oh, okay. like that. Not highlights. But just sounds, I feel like would be good to to dress that up. I, it's you're on it. We're on the right track. All right. All right. I just feel like we can always strive to be better. Right. And this is learning. Right. This is learning. Like I'm, I I made your attempt at doing, um, you know, the the commercial yesterday. I made it work. Yeah. There's still a lot to be learned. You're a young man. It's very early on in your career. I'm still learning. Uh, yeah, sometimes I've given up. I've given up hope on learning at times. Sometimes we walk into meetings and I'm just like, guys, it's never gonna be me. Never gonna be me. Just the way it's gonna go. But we're all still learning. It's very. It's okay. I feel like this could still be dressed up and made even better. But what you got for this week? For uh, so first things first. Uh, this would be. I mean, this is the biggest event of the weekend. Bellator 297 is Saturday night. This weekend. I, mean, I feel like there's more important things from last weekend. Oh yeah. We so we'll, we'll recap first. I guess that makes sense. Because normally the way that that would work is... All right, right. we'll recap last weekend. Uh, We'll start with UFC 289, obviously. Amanda Nunez, uh, she solidified herself as the the, uh, Please to be understand that Griffin eternally, no matter what's going on, he cares more about UFC than he does about boxing. I do, yeah. So, like, the story that's the story this week... uh, We had two retirements, yes, across the fighting world. These are the stories this week. This one seems more legit of a retirement, though, for me. So I feel like the boxing will kind of lead to more when Teofimo... It's still the story. Okay. Well, there's two... Well, I had to start somewhere. Fine, just go. Just go. She solidified herself as the uh, women's MMA... Goat, I would say. Uh, I mean, there's she's beaten everyone. She's beaten everyone. Uh, so she she as she uh, took down Irina Aldana in a unanimous decision on Saturday night, uh, and uh, and then announced her retirement after laid both the belts on the. Uh, she she was a double champ, so she laid both their belts and the gloves in the middle of the octagon, and uh, pretty pretty outstanding career. Uh, and uh, yeah, so good for Amanda Nunez. Also, right before that, Charles Oliveira oh, knocked right, out yeah. Benil Dariush in the very first round. That sets himself. That sets him up to get another shot at the title against Islam Makachev. So, I, it's it's unfortunate for Amanda Nunes because I, I think you have like if you're a hardcore fan, you appreciate Amanda Nunes, but mm-hmm. she never had any crossover appeal. Like she yeah. never became. Like she wasn't. 
the most marketable, like Ronda Rousey, obviously. Well, I mean, it's not just, you know, Ronda Rousey, Gina Carano, like somebody like that. She was a much better fighter, but just never, even Holly Holm had more crossover appeal because of her time as a boxer, because she was the one that beat um, Ronda, like all of those things. Amanda Nunes just never really crossed over to be a sports star beyond being a mixed martial artist. Um and and wasn't you know undefeated wasn't there was nothing in particular other than she was just unbelievably dominant yeah she, she was beat really anyone good. that could be in the conversation for and of course including Holly Holm and including um you know when she beat Cyborg I think everybody knew at that point that like it wasn't like, oh, really snap. yeah but that was significant right um and that's didn't she beat Shevchenko at one point too yeah she did yes she did she beat Shevchenko and that's kind of like now. Maybe it opens up Shevchenko coming up to 135 to fight a bantamweight. Maybe she can be a double champ now, just now that she you know isn't being scared yeah. off by Amanda Nunes. Like this is the but. funny part, right? Like I, okay, hang on, I'm pulling up Amanda Nunes's uh, her uh, her fighting record. Right, I'm pulling that up right now. It's so um, funny. She beat Misha Tate. Yeah, I mean she's beat she beat Ron. Yeah, she everyone. beat everybody. Right, she beat, like, everybody. she beat everybody of this era. I forgot that she fought Shayna Baszler. I forgot that was a thing. Shayna Baszler, of course, is now tag team champions in the WWE with Ronda Rousey. They are currently uh, tag wow. team champions. Saw that one coming. Well, I mean, at some point you were going to go that route. Um, I, I, it's a shame. It's a shame that she never had the like marketability. Really, correct. It's a shame for obviously it was a shame for the UFC. Although again, mm-hmm. Dana White's creep, so I don't feel bad for him. Um, but it's it's a shame for her that she never was really able to cross over. Now, she might say, I don't care about that. I just want to be a fighter. But it's just a shame that she never, given her dominance, given, you know, her body count, if you will, like that she just never was able to break through in the way that, like, legitimately, she was main eventing a pay-per-view, and last week, even you, and you care about the UFC, yeah, you were like, I was eh, like, I'm, I'm obviously going to watch I mean, like that's right. that's the bummer about it is that yeah. it just never never really created that breakthrough. Uh, Charles, so Charles Charles knocked out Dar- uh, Benil Dariush. Right. Good good first round. Uh, but yeah, you know, I mean, he showed that he is definitely deserving of the next title shot. Even though he just lost to Islam Makachev, uh, I mean, he should get he he should and will get the next shot against Islam. Islam also recently earlier this week said that he wants to be a double champ, and he wants so he's floating around the idea of going up to 170 to fight Leon Edwards. And he he said he said I can beat Leon Edwards. Is what Islam said. So we'll see. I mean, because I mean, after he arguably, I mean, he beat Alexander Volkanovsky in that, and when Volkanovsky came up to 155 to mm-hmm. fight Islam, he beat him. But also, like at the end of the round, like if that had been a six-round fight, right? Volkanovsky looked like he was okay, the fresher fighter. Um, okay, uh, surprise. Well, they, they don't do those. Though, yeah, unfortunately, it doesn't unfortunately, really matter. In the rules of the sport, Islam yes. did win, and he. Uh, he did keeps this. saying like, in the rules of the sport, that's the way. It, I, and I mean this. There were a lot of people that didn't that don't like what a six round. that don't like Donald Trump that are like, well, he didn't win the, the the popular vote, and like I understand that should matter. Like I trust me, it's absolutely badass insane that we have a system in this country where we're like, we're gonna let something else decide who the president gets to be, but it doesn't matter because there is no such thing as a popular vote for president. Like you don't when you're planning your campaign. You say, we need to go win these states, and so you prioritize that within the campaign. So, like, to say, well, if it went a six-round fight, it, not a thing. Almost certainly will never be a thing. And that's why Islam is the champ right now. And Charles will have to uh, 
challenge him whenever that may be, uh, right. hopefully soon. All right. Um, I, we'll stay on last week. So Teofimo Lopez, he did. He had a UD over Josh Taylor, and then he uh, decided to announce his retirement. Which this is not the first time, right. That this has happened with Teofimo Lopez. Uh, I have no idea what to make of it. None. No clue. And I guess it's here's what I guess. It's a pause. I don't think it's a multi-year pause, but I don't think it could be a two-week pause. I don't think that in two weeks he turns around and says, now here's my next fight. Like, I think he takes the summer off, something like that, and then maybe starts thinking about whatever he might do next. Yeah, I agree with you. Like, it's, you know, I guess somewhat of a marketing ploy, I guess, to, yes. to build up. It's like, oh, Teofumo comes out of retirement to fight with Devin Haney or Tank or whoever, yeah. whatever, whatever, they, whatever they decide to go from there. Um also, last week, obviously, and he Floyd. did. I think. I think I saw that he tried to call out um, Javante Davis recently. Yeah, yeah. Because he, he said, uh, I wrote it down. What did he say? Oh, he said, uh, he said Tank doesn't want to fight him. Is is what he said. So or, or Tank doesn't want to fight. Period. Something like that. It sounds like he's doing. Because I, I thought he like. Uh, I'm gonna find. I thought he specifically called out that like uh, the tank with the rehydration clauses is like oh. cheating or something like that. Uh, bu- 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 bu. Um, also, last week Floyd Mayweather, John Gotti had a brawl. In I, the, I, uh, I really, the, yeah. I have. Oh wow, he really. Hang on a second. Hang on. Oh, you got the full quote from. Tank if I know? if I sign another contract, let's say I sign the quote. If I sign another contract, let's say I sign a contract with Tank, and we face each other, they'll find a way to postpone the fight and mm. keep postponing the fight and having me wait my time. If I pull out, what is everyone going to say? Teofimo pulled out. He's scared. That's a pussy move. And he's honest. Oh, he's honestly not. Said th- that's a pussy move. Said Tiafima when asked about Gervonta Davis's rehydration oh, clauses gotcha. and catch weights. "Quote, Gervonta, you're a pussy. You're a bitch. I don't care he's com- what so he's anyone coming back. says. He's coming back. Tiafima will be so back. So what if? <laughs> so uh, that's. I don't think that's a quote. I think that's that's their uh, yeah, their I think analysis. Whoever this is. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. So he's coming back then. It sounds like he he's definitely. I mean, he's definitely a, laying the foundation. A, a, whether for it's pro- probably two years down the road, maybe whatever but, it is. But yes. Yeah, like he's definitely laying the foundation for Lopez. a big fight at some point. Um. Yeah. So I th- so I think uh, I think you're right. Yeah. He'll be he'll be back. Um. Yeah. And if you didn't want to pay the fifteen dollars for the Zeus Network, you obviously missed a brawl at the end. I, of I, I have no interest in talking about it. It's a sham. This is this is the this is what makes the sport embarrassing. And right? I'll, I'll quickly the, get out of the way. Nate Diaz and Jake Paul agreed to make their August fifth boxing match. Ten rounds now, up from eight rounds. To add the legitimacy to that, there's no, no. It doesn't add legitimacy to it. The only fight this there's weekend. There's nothing legitimate about it. It's not legitimate. Don't you? You attempted to use the word legitimate, and it's like you forgot you, you were talking it's about Nate Diaz. There's nothing legitimate about a Nate Diaz, Jake Paul right, well. fight. That's not a legitimate thing it's in what, any way. All right. Well, I just had to get it out there. Probably the last time we mentioned it before, you know, the <sighs> week of. August fifth is the current date for that for that bout. Also, Hasin Rahman Jr. Oh, uh, has a fight scheduled. Rahman Jr. Yeah, Rahman. That's what he's. No, you said Rahman. 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 He has a fight scheduled for July twenty second now against Alan Belcher, former uh, former UFC fighter who has so, turned to boxing. Rahman was supposed to fight. A J- Paul, Jake. Yes, Jake. Jake. Yes, he was, he was supposed, supposed to fight Jake. Jake. It didn't happen. There were all sorts of different reasons mm-hmm. that were thrown out. Then Jake ended up losing the fight to um, to um, what's why, his why fight? Yeah, correct. Remember. God, uh, I can't I, remember yeah. either. Uh, uh, oh, uh, Fury's Fury's yes, brother. Yes, Tommy yeah, Fury. Tommy Fury. Yes, he lost to losing Tommy to Tommy Fury. Um, and now, so God Rockman bless. is he's coming off a loss to Greg Hardy, so he's looking to avenge that. Oh, um, man. That's, yeah. that, 
It, uh, and he I gotta be honest. Should. I, I like rock, but it, this is approaching going out sad. Yeah, it is. Like um, it's uh, it, it's always difficult because like he was never going to be accompl- able to accomplish what his dad accomplished. Even if you separated it, like this is the fun. Like you can say that Rock Hasim Senior's first title was a fluke. If you want, like that's absurd. The man beat Lennox Lewis. Like hmm. that's not a fluke. Now it was a stunner. Like there's no question about that. But ridiculous to attempt to say it was a fluke. If what you're saying is in the course of his career he was not as good of a fighter as those guys were, that's fine. But he beat a lot of dudes, and he won a lot of fights that were legitimate fights. Um, There's definitely no question that he was not in the upper echelon, but the upper echelon at the time was some of the greatest heavyweights. Nobody wants to hear that because everybody wants to say all the greatest heavyweights were, were, you know, decades upon decades ago. But these were really good heavy. I mean, this... Into the Klitsch goes like this was a really damn good era of heavyweight boxers. Not like today when there's literally two heavyweight boxers in the world that are any good. Um, that was a hell of an era of heavyweight boxing. So I have no problem saying, you know, he was closer to the Corey Sanders, Oleg Moskiev, that list of fighters than he was. He certainly was far closer to that than he was, you know, even the guy mm-hmm. he beat. But you don't get to take away the fact that he beat that guy. Hasim Rahman had a hell of a career. His sons, and by the way, he'll tell you his youngest son was the best of the fighters. But his sons, that was an unfair. But this is this is going out yeah. sad. I mean, I, this is. I mean, he should beat Alan Belcher. He's like a forty-year-old former UFC fighter. Should so. beat Greg Hardy. He, well, yes, obviously that too as well. Uh, not much going on this weekend in the boxing world. There is a there is a card on the zone on Saturday night. It's Progress versus Zorilla for the super. Lightweight title, sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, and so that is your boxing news. And you wanted to say something about the Bellator card? Yes. Am I supposed Quickly. to try? Try and bell it? Whatever. Yeah. Fine. Um. So Bellator uh, two ninety seven. It should be a pretty good one. Uh, Yoel Romero is headlining against Vadim Nemkov. Yoel Romero, longtime UFC mm-hmm. fighter. Obviously, uh, he did. Uh, he 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 missed yesterday's press conference, unfortunately. So he they had a virtual. Mm. My fault. Something else going on over there. So I've been, I was using YouTube for. Ah. Yeah, the, yeah. Um. So so he, he missed the press conference yesterday because he has a fear of heights, and they are so the fight is in Chicago. They did they did the press conference on the 99th floor of the Willis Tower, yesterday. So he, he did want to go the top. up there. Yeah. Uh, so they had a virtual face-off, which looked really, really bad. Um, either way, it sh- still should be a fun, fun fight because because uh, Nemkov is he's 30 years old. He's the current lightweight or light heavy uh, champ at Bellator and Yoel. It just never gets finished, and he has already two knockouts in his two Bellator fights. So it should be good. Uh, and then the co-main is uh, is going to be Pitbull versus uh, Sergio Pettis, trying to take Sergio Pettis' belt. He's gonna if he wins, if Pitbull wins, he'll be the first. Uh, First Bellator fighter to ever have three belts in their in three different weight classes. Okay, I have no yeah. way to have context for that, so yeah, I'm I mean, not going to attempt to. It's a lightweight, featherweight, and uh, and now bantamweight. If he if he were to uh, defeat Sergio Pettis, so right. should be entertaining. It's Bellator. I it's it's MMA. I enjoy it. And then uh, finally this weekend, the UFC card is again just lackluster names. It's it's headlined by Jared Cannonier and uh, and Marvin Vittori at middleweight. The pro- it's it, it'll be a really good fight. The problem is it really there's no stakes to it because Izzy is the middleweight champ and he has wiped out the entire division. He's beat both yeah. of these guys. Yeah. 
I think they're going to do – they're doing uh, Whitaker next, who he's already beaten twice anyway, too. So, like, I mean, Izzy has just completely flatlined the division. It's, like, it's not even – like, who – like, it's like, oh, I think Vittori should win. Um, but it's like, whoever wins, it's like, okay, you still got to get in line. Yeah, to, I like, get it. I get it. Get in line twice again. So. But it could be a good fight. Yes, it'll be a good fight. Yeah. The rest of the card is not like a whole lot of notable names. I mean, yeah. I, like unless you're a UFC uh, right. diehard, um, it should be a good fight. Should be a good card. Okay. Um, but right. you know, just not a whole lot at stake really this weekend. Very good. It's fighting words for this week. Fighting words brought to you by the Stand the Fan Variety Hour, which returns Thanks, tonight. Tonight, Stan, Gary Stein, and Craig Thompson, the new chairman of the Maryland Stadium Authority. They'll talk about uh, the future of Camden Yards and all sorts of stuff. That'll be tonight on Facebook Live, 6 o'clock, facebook.com slash Sports, youtube.com slash pressboxonline or pressboxonline.com slash video. If you miss it live, you can watch it tomorrow. So we'll grab a break. We'll come back in. We'll just do tidbit, just tidbit. Next, and touch on a couple things we weren't able to get to earlier. That's on the way. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Mm, We got to lock this up. We got to improve this for sure. This won't work on the All America Senior Game, powered by New Balance, will be back at Johns Hopkins Homewood Field on July 29th. The most decorated girls and boys lacrosse players in the country have been invited to play in what is the premier lacrosse event of the year. Every college coach wants their players in this game, and if you dream of being in this game, you start by trying out for one of your regional underclass teams this summer. The best against the best. Get your tickets now at allamericalacrosse.com. Are you a diehard O's fan looking for the perfect way to show your team spirit? Look no further than Birdland Sports. Birdland Sports is a small business run by fans for fans. They offer a wide variety of unofficial O's merchandise from the Birds Are Coming tees to player cartoon shirts and more. And the best part? Their prices are more affordable than the big guys. So head to BirdlandSports.com and grab your gear today. Show your support for the Birds with Birdland Sports. The latest edition of Pressbox is available now. On the cover, Dave Ginsburg remembers Goose as he looks back on the impact that late Tony Saragusa had both on and off the field here in Baltimore. Plus, he explains how Goose's kids are working to continue that legacy with the Goose Flights program. Also inside, Todd Karpovich profiles the path Tyler Wells has taken to becoming a star in the Orioles rotation. And you'll find a special summer travel guide with information about events and activities throughout the state. Pressbox is available for free at over 500 area locations including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the O's, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich, hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. If you miss anything on the show, don't forget that you can watch full episodes at youtube.com slash pressboxonline, and you can download podcasts on Apple, iTunes, Amazon, and Grindr. Wait, did I say Grindr? I don't think that you would find it on Grindr. Not that I know it's on Grindr or anything, I swear! Second thought, you know what? I don't care what you think. Here's Glenn. 
Tidbit is brought to you by your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Uh, so Argentina had a friendly earlier today, and uh, with Lionel Messi, they, they won. They beat Australia 2-0, and Lionel Messi scored the first goal of the game in the second minute. Hmm. And so now... Lionel Messi has scored in each possible minute of regulation except for the first minute. Well, how about that? In, how about that? In his uh, soccer career. I mean, well, now they're going to have to schedule somebody that's a slappy so that he can go out and... <laughs> Just walk across the... Like, they got to find, they gotta find like, uh, Antigua or, like, some very tiny, tiny country... That exists so that, or, you know, or an Inter Miami. Inter Milan, or Inter Miami, sorry. Could, um, Inter Miami. Inter Miami could schedule, like, uh, you know, Christos FC or something like that to try to force the issue somehow. Um, and then, uh, so, so Messi, and then also, so uh, obviously, Jose Barrios, uh, he improved his career record against the Orioles 10 and 0. Mm-hmm. He uh, became the Fourth pitcher, or right, well, let me rephrase it. He is the third. He's tied for the third most wins without a loss against a single opponent in the last eighty years. So ten and zero or better. He is tied with. He's tied for third. There are two guys with better records. Can you? I want to see if we can name these three guys that uh, have better records against the Orioles. No, no, no against just against the against team. any individual team. Yeah. Well, how much? I'm guessing I, anybody at that great, point. Great pitchers. Okay, but like the active one, one that's pitched in the last. 20 years. Verlander. Not Verlander. Scherzer. No. Kershaw. Kershaw versus the Mets. The, I was going to guess. Oh, no, wow. I was going to guess the guess. Rockies. Uh, no, he's 11-0 against the New York Mets. That's super random. Yeah. Um. And then one from a long time ago, you said? Yes. Tom Seaver. No. Actually, you know what? Not a long time ago. It was the last 20. Last 20, 25 years. 25 years. So that would still include, like, uh, Greg Maddox? Or, not, uh, uh, not Greg Maddox. Ro- Tom Glavin? Not Tom John Glavin. Smoltz? Maybe, I guess, yeah, I mean, pretty much that same era, though. Slightly after, I guess, the, those three. Slightly after those three. Andy Pettit? No. Slightly after those three. CC Sabathia? Slightly before. Slightly before that. Trying to really hone in on the exact Randy Johnson. Randy Johnson, thirteen zero against the not an NL West team. Well, it wouldn't be an NL West team. You would assume it'd be an AL West team because the bulk of his career was Seattle, no. not well, Arizona. It is, it's an NL Central team. That he's thirteen and zero against <laughs> the the Reds. No, the Pirates. The Cubs, thirteen and zero. Okay, against the Cubs, and then Bill Gullick. Didn't he pitch for the Cubs at one point? Do I remember that? No. Who am I confusing him with somebody else? Randy Johnson was the Expos, the Mariners, the Athletics. Not the Athletics, sorry. The Diamondbacks and... I remember the Diamondbacks. That's why I say... Well, he was the bulk of his career was Seattle. And the Giants, I think, were his other team. I think that's all of them. Bill Gullickson. Forgot he was a Yankee. Oh, I totally forgot that he was an Astro. Crap. I utterly forgot that he had So how many teams is that? One, two, three, four, five, six. Jeez. How did I remember the Giants, but not... Because he hit the bird with the Giants, right? I don't remember who he was when he hit the bird. I don't remember. They asked me to remember things happened a long well, time ago. Well, I mean, that's just you. why you remember the Giants, because... Andy Johnson. He he was wearing... the, I don't think it was the last year of his career, the, the bird thing. I think it was. was uh, it? Whatever. Bill Gullickson also, 10-0 and 0 against the Mariners in his career. So those no, are the he was four... with the Diamondbacks when he hit the bird. Oh, he was? Okay. Yeah. But other than that, you nailed it. So Barrios joins those uh, three. Okay. 
Uh, and then I can give you one more. Oh, so I saw there's a stat. I saw if you were looking for good news today, I saw that Kikuchi's record against the Orioles is not good. That's true. It, 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 I don't think. I think. You mean, uh, you want to find it out for me? Let's Hang see. on a Kikuchi. second. Hang on a second. I can. I'm gonna get it. I'll get it before you do. Uh, Kikuchi. Uh, well, I don't know about his record. Six point two nine ERA and one point five one five WHIP in nine career games, six starts against the Orioles. Love to see it. Love to see it. Hope so, including yeah. uh, Ryan McKenna, four for ten with three doubles all time against. That's uh, courtesy of Masson. He hasn't gone five innings in his last five starts against the Orioles. How about that? Yeah. Could be a good day. Yes, yes. There was so there was a Yoan uh, Moncada like stat because he sucks with the White Sox now. Mm-hmm. Um, however, he had that one year where he was insane. Um, he joined a list of. Ten players to have a season of 25 home runs, 315 batting average, and 10 or more stolen bases at the age of 25 or younger in American League history. Uh, so I want to see if you can super name. random. Yeah, it is. Like, what? well, it's because this is like why, this is what White Sox fans are doing to to show how bad M- Moncada is. Uh, but it's a it's an unbelievable list of players. I want to see if you can name the other nine. Right. So the numbers were 25 home runs, 25 home runs, 315 batting average, uh huh, 10 or more stolen bases, and before under the age of 25 did this in a season that they were under the age of 25. Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper, not on the list, uh, and it, they, they narrowed it down to just American League players. Manny Machado. Not Manny. <sighs> all time, you say? Yes, all time. Like All these guys are MVPs. All these guys are MVPs. Ken Griffey Jr. Ken Griffey Jr. is on the list. With the Seattle Mariners. Mike Trout. Mike Trout is on the list. All Hall of Famers. Two more active guys. Well, they're probably not Hall of Famers. Yeah. If I had to guess. Yes. Yeah, I'm like, not yet. S- judge? I guess, eh, no, not he judge. Really still still yeah, he doesn't. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah not does. judge. Not judge, though. Um, a Rosarena? Not a Rosarena. Franco? Not Franco. This guy's currently on the Dodgers. He did it with the Red Sox. Oh, uh, Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts, yes. AL Central, third baseman. Uh, Jose Ramirez. Jose Ramirez, yes. All right, so we have five more retired ballplayers. Three Yankees. All right, settle down over there. Uh, Three Yankees. They did it with the Yankees? Actually, no. Yeah, you're right. This guy did not do it with the Yankees. One of them. So one of them did not do it. Yeah, he would have done it with Mickey Mantle. Uh, Mickey Mantle is on the list, yes. Doing it with the Yankees. Joe DiMaggio. Joe DiMaggio not on the list. Lou Gehrig. Lou Gehrig is on the list. And then there's somebody who... Yeah, not... No, not didn't do it with, with the, the Yankees, Yankees, but ended up being a Yeah, because he was an American League player. American League player. Didn't do it with the Yankees, but ended up being a Yankee. Tino Martinez. Not Tino. <sighs> Uh, Wade Boggs. Not Wade Boggs. He was with the Mariners when he did it. Oh, Alex Rodriguez. Alex Rodriguez, yes. Then we have two. Yeah, two more. Okay. Boston Red Sox and a Detroit Tiger. Boston Red Sox and a Detroit Tiger. Detroit Detroit Tiger is older. Uh, Al Kaline. Al Kaline, of course. Baltimore Zone. How about that? And the Red Sox would be sheesh. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jacoby Ellsbury. Not Jacoby Ellsbury. Dustin Pedroia. Not Dustin Pedroia. <laughs> you're on the right track. The Red Sox infielder. Red Sox 
No Mar Garcia Parra. That is correct. Okay. In 1998, No Mar Garcia Parra finished. He was the runner-up in MVP uh, voting that year. I thought he was a Hall of Famer at one point. It, it not obviously he didn't end up being, but there was a time in his career where he was just ridiculous. God, yeah. he was ridiculous. And that era of great shortstops, Jeter, A Rod, like Garcia Parra I mean, was, was every ounce like in that conversation. And he, he hit like three seventy two in two thousand. It was nuts. It was nuts. All right, very good. When we come back in, we'll get tubular and wrap up the show. It's Glenn Clark Radio. The Orioles are off and running out to prove that last season wasn't a fluke and they are one of the best teams in baseball. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, host of the Bat Around for Press Box. Tune in every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon as Zach Goodman and I break down every Adley bomb, every Tony Tater, and every save from the mountain. Like a warm hug from Rutschman, the Bat Around has you covered with all things Orioles as we embark on what's sure to be a magical summer in Birdland. So tune in every Saturday for the best in Orioles coverage right here on the Bat Around. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. Costas Inn has been serving up delicious steamed crabs for over 50 years. Lately, the crabs you want to eat when the weather warms up have gotten harder and harder to get. So get your crab-eating game plan in place. Make sure to stick this number on your fridge, 410-477-1975. Call ahead and reserve the size crabs you want. You may be able to walk in, but you may also be disappointed at the size or maybe even get shut out altogether. So call ahead, have a plan, and then arrive on your crab-eating vacation. Costas also has delicious crab soup and crab cakes. The Costas Inn at 4100 North Point Boulevard. For more than 50 years, they've been satisfying crab lovers in and around Baltimore. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches. And top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. If you need more of Glenn, you can also hear him every Sunday with Rita on 105.7 The Fan. But also, if you need more of Glenn, um, what's wrong with you? A roundup of some Ravens notes uh, from yesterday as they are wrapping up their mandatory minicamp today out in Owings Mills. Uh, we, I guess, not related to practice, but Say Flowers did sign his rookie deal. Um, $14 million fully guaranteed. Interesting. I just, I, like... I, I guess that's not that big of a deal because nobody was reacting as if it was a big of a deal, but it did seem odd to me. Like, huh. So. They're all in. So. Million. Sometimes it's okay to do fully guaranteed. <laughs> like, I, I get it. It's not that much money. So. How's Lamar Jackson feel? You know, but it's just weird, right? Like, it's, I don't know. I don't know why that caught me. It was very strange to me. I have not paid attention to, like, rookie deals in recent years to understand if that's just maybe the way that it works now. I don't know, but. Uh, four-year, $14 million, fully guaranteed contract for Zay Flowers as he signs his rookie deal with the Ravens. Um, there was a story from The Athletic that Marcus Peters is maybe leaning towards the Raiders, but it's not done. You know, like I think a lot of people thought that Adrian Amos was leaning towards the Ravens, and then something changed with the Jets, and he went there. But there was a report um, that I, uh, hang on. 
Vic Tafer, I believe, who covers the Raiders, was the one. Let me see if I can pull out the wording. Let's see. So, hang on a second. Is it possible the Ravens then don't do anything in corner? Is it possible? Yeah. I mean, anything's possible. I mean, Fuller would still be out there at that point. There was somebody else that Jonas Schaefer brought up to me recently, and I can't even remember off the top of my head who it was. I don't remember if it was somebody who visited. Ay, caramba. Um, all right, here's the wording. The, Ra- the Raiders seem likely to sign veteran cornerback Marcus Peters before training camp. Peters came in for a visit last month, and according to league and team sources, the two sides have stayed in touch as Peters tests the market. The Raiders have other veteran cornerbacks on their list, but Peters could very likely sign with the team that he grew up rooting for as a kid in Oakland. So it's not a done deal by any stretch of the imagination. Um but it, it, I don't think that you're putting that out there unless, like, there's there's something to it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that's the case. Just pulling up, uh, according to NFL.com, he is their highest rated. Bryce Callahan was the other guy. Gotcha. Bryce Callahan, uh, who apparently played pretty well for the Chargers last year, was the player that uh, Jonah Schaefer brought up to me. Anthony Averett's still a free agent right now? He was, he was with Las Vegas last year. I have no idea. Look, looking at Spotrack, it says he's available. I'm not sure. All right. Update, up to date. Uh, but I mean, he's currently a free agent. Okay. I mean, he apparently broke a thumb last year. Gotcha. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know. I, I could not possibly look. I'm. You know. Sure. Why not? But I don't know that you're bringing Anthony Averett thinking that. Like, yeah. You, right. Right. You but d- I mean, address something. With what's out there? As, I get it. I get it. No, Bryce Callahan was the other guy that Jonas Schaefer mentioned to me. That would be a possibility as far as depth is concerned at the cornerback position. And then give Richard um, Sherman a call. I don't think that one would be the route that they would go. Is he on that stupid Marsh show too? The, I know Marshawn Lynch is on. Oh yeah, is yeah, he also yes, on that dumb yeah, show? Yes, yes, it's Marshawn Lynch and Richard Sherman. Yeah, I guess you're right. They'd have to yeah go over the Fox money. I don't know about <laughs> I don't know about any of that. Um, and then I saw that so it, they made it official that Roquan Smith will wear the green dot this season for the Ravens. Uh, Chuck Clark had previously been the wearer of the green dot and the one that was making the calls but when they brought in Roquan Smith you had to kind of assume that they thought that would be part of his responsibility moving forward as someone who is credited for being the guy that kind of gets everybody together and puts everybody in the right places we were talking about that with Chuck Pagano last week on the show it doesn't it doesn't surprise anyone at all that Roquan Smith will be the one to uh, make the defensive calls and wear the green dot for the Ravens this season, you got paid twenty million dollars a year. I think that's a reasonable expectation to have about what he can do. Here's what's coming up, totally tubular wise. Tubular is brought to you by PressBoxOnline.com/offers. PressBox is offering new sports betters the best sign-up bonuses and promos from the seven legal online sports books here in Maryland. Go to PressBoxOnline.com/offers now and get offers like hundred fifty dollars in bonus bets from DraftKings. After you place your first $10 bet, or up to $1,250 in bonus bets from Caesars. Time is limited to get the best offers from all of the sports books. That's pressboxonline.com/slash offers. Sign up today. As we've mentioned a couple of times, Orioles and Blue Jays wrap up their three-game series with a rubber match today, one o'clock. 
Kikuchi and Wells. If you live elsewhere, good news. It's on MLB Network today, so you'll be able to watch it throughout the country. And then Norfolk, Grayson Rodriguez. Uh, it's the MLB TV free game of the day. Oh, is it? Yeah. When is that? The, uh, I think around 7. Okay, yeah. so that'll be good, too, yes. if you're an Orioles fan. You can watch Grayson tonight. The Orioles at 1. Try to add that to the list, then. Uh, and Masson, of course, also has Nationals Astros tonight at 8. U.S. Open coverage begins on USA Network in a few minutes at 12.30. It will shift to NBC at 5 o'clock. Again, it goes a little bit later because they are playing on the West Coast. In Lo- It feels like ever since uh, NBC got the U.S. Open, they've tried to have more West Coast U.S. Opens to try to turn it into primetime programming. Mm. Um, you know, not, not for me, but obviously Drew, other people, they'll care about that. So tonight, 5 o'clock is when it moves over to NBC. Uh, as we mentioned, uh, CONCACAF Nations League, Mexico and uh, Los Estados Unidos, 10 o'clock tonight on Paramount Plus and Univision in order to watch It that. is not on Max. Yeah. It's not. That stinks. That is terrible news for your boy. Do not have Paramount Plus. But do they have a free trial, maybe? They. I mean, I feel like they should, right? That makes sense. I don't know. Uh, I, I definitely... Uh, Apple Apple finally caught on to my game that I was signing up for more and more free trials with different email addresses. How do they catch on? I don't know. No way. Same IP address, whatever. Like, I definitely think I'd used five different email addresses to sign up for uh, free apples just when when the Orioles were on Apple because I cancel Apple after Ted Lasso is over, right? Like, I I sign up for Lasso, and then I cancel it again. And so after I canceled it, the Orioles were on. I think the first game was still covered. Like, so the first time they were on Apple mm. this season, I was still covered. And then the one Royal last game. Friday, I was like, crap, I'm going to have to sign up. And so at, like, 6.45, I'm, you know, Setting using, a new account making there. a new email address, like, Glenn's dummy email at gmail.com. <laughs> and I go to sign up, and Apple was like, you are no longer eligible for the free, free seven-day trial. And I was like, piss, piss. So you end up shelving over $8 or whatever? I did that. <laughs> I did that. Stinks. Stinks. They, they got you again. They got me again. Uh, all the rest of the baseball, find at glennclarkradio.com. Amazon Prime tonight for the Atlanta Dream and Connecticut Sun at 7. Seattle Storm and Vegas Aces at 10. Access TV for Impact Wrestling at 8. Non-sports? Uh, not a whole lot on Paramount Plus. Star Trek uh, Strange New World Season 2 oh. premiering on Paramount okay. Plus. And then Netflix Black Mirror Season 6. Five episodes this season for Black Mirror. If um, if, yeah, if you're into that kind of thing. And on, uh, otherwise, not a whole lot. Project Runway Season 20. I never got into Black Mirror. and Maybe I should. Maybe yeah, I watched on one of the seasons. I mean, it was like it's good. You know, it's I like did finally. Uh, dramatic television. I did finally this week watch this season of I Think You Should Leave. Mm. So I finally get all those Club Aqua memes and all the of the. Driving uh, Crooner. Uh, the driving crooner was good, and the fifty-five, uh, you know, fifty-five tater tots, fifty-five uh, <laughs> uh, pizzas, fifty-five. I finally no, get. No, let me go. Let me go. Uh, I, I finally understand all of that now that you guys have been talking about ever since I uh, uh, watched this week, uh, I, this season. If I think you should leave, which I have said before, I have a complicated relationship with because it's very good. Everybody knows that. Although at a point. It's the same character and just different sketches. Like you realize, which really point, isn't a bad thing. It's not a bad thing, <laughs> but like at some point, and the truth is that character, as I've told you guys a million times, was better in Detroiters, which was the greatest show of the modern era, and none of you a holes watched it, and so that's why I have a complicated yeah, so you're relationship. Just sour I'm so like that it, he's having success. If if, if it recognized. was this on top of Detroiters, I'd be through the moon. 
Well, it's still part over of the his, moon, not through the, through the roof. Still over part the of his filmography. You know? Through the moon. I'm going to stick with that one. Okay. Um, but I moon. hate you guys because Detroiters was amazing. None of you watched it, and we lost the greatest show of the modern era because of it. You guys are obsessed with. I think you should leave. What? Go watch Detroiters. Where is is it like on YouTube? Where do I watch it? Probably on Paramount Plus because it was a Comedy Central show. Probably, if I had to guess, that's where you would find uh, it. NFL Films is also apparently having trouble finding a team for Hard Knocks. I saw that season. they might they end up just having to force somebody to do Hard yeah, Knocks. Yeah, they can. Well, so they reached out to the Lions again for a second consecutive season. They are the America's. They are Ameri- the darlings. There's. Of the NFL. I don't know how the rules work, but there are four teams apparently they can force to do it, and that would. I be, think one of them is the Jets, isn't yes, it? Yes, the Jets, and that's the what every, everybody's rooting for it to be the yeah. Jets because they probably. Make, yeah, I mean, Jets would, would be definitely that'd be the most compelling. Given so, I guess I don't know, like why wouldn't they force them to? Who are the others? Uh, Saints, Commies, and the Bears. Which really, I mean, the Bears would be like I'm. I I am much higher on the Bears than everybody else's. Like if we did today, our you know what are your picks for this season? The Bears would be my pick to win the yeah, I mean, yeah, DJ NFC Moore. North. I Justin Fields is exciting. Justin Fields is exciting, and if he took any step forward, like I said, if he took a Lamar Jackson step forward, they could win the NFC. If he just took any step forward as a passer, now he's got a full season of Claypool and DJ Moore out there. They address the offensive line in the draft. Like all of a sudden, and they and they they after losing Roquan Smith, they really upgraded an inside linebacker with Edwards and um, Edmonds. Like, I, yeah, I I am enamored with the Bears. Maybe in season do the Bears. And then Maybe like for training camp. I'm I think Justin would Fields. See the Lions or the. I, I, I am not. I just don't share with everybody else's fascination with the Lions. I just don't share it. Well, you got Dan like, I, that's everybody's in love with Dan Campbell. He's Jameer America's Gibbs, sweetheart. Jameer Gibbs. Yeah, that throwing do shade all, at Nick Saban. Doesn't, that doesn't do much for me. The Jameer Gibbs thing. Um, <laughs> but I, I, the the Bears are like, I'm I'm all in. I'm all in on. The, I'm right. gonna I'm gonna be, make reckless statements about Bears the Bears gonna win going the NFC North. Season. Yeah, I'm telling you, I'm gonna put American dollars on the Bears win the NFC North. I okay. assume. Have fun, yeah. I assume, boy, that's an interesting question. I How mean, would those teams be ranked in terms of? Because a lot of people are believers that, that, that Jordan, Jordan Love, Love is a guy. Yep. Even though he's and done. you know the Vikings have been a pretty consistent safe. They still have Justin Jefferson. So is the Diggs thing just over? <laughs> like, did it just? They, yeah, they 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 shook hands yesterday. They Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs but, got a high five. But but what did he ever say? What the problem was? Did we ever no, get an I'm answer sure we'll get about an, it? I'm sure we'll get another Instagram post in July. Like, what was that? It just ended. <laughs> like. It was. It was. It's, it's June football. I don't watch nothing, any. I don't watch any of these shows. But I'm assuming it was about. all any yeah. of these shows we're talking about. And then it was just gone. <laughs> like it just ended. Hang on, divisions. This is June uh, football. That's what NFC North. <laughs> the Bears are the are the last. But this is there. There's no division where the odds are more bunched up together than the, than NFC, the NFC North. North. So, so so probably best value there, I guess, because every team has a. Well, everybody's Realistic plus money, chance. right? Like yeah. everybody's plus money. The Lions plus one forty-five, the Vikings plus yeah. two seventy, the Packers plus three fifty, the Bears. So the Lions are the favorite. The Bears plus four twenty. They're America's team. That's who everybody's betting on. Um, the closest, as far as disparity from top to bottom, is no. That's why do they list it this way? They list the AFC West like the Raiders are the second favorite. The Raiders are plus twelve hundred, <laughs> so they're definitely not the second favorite. I don't know what's they're going trying to get on people there. to bite. Um, well, there's nothing the next closest is the AFC North. The next closest is where each team is. Bengals plus one twenty-five, Ravens plus two forty, Browns plus three ninety, Steelers plus five hundred. But the Steelers make some divisional parlays. The Steelers here. have longer odds than Ravens the Bears. Plus two forty. Plus two forty. Yeah. yeah. 
right. I like a nice right. little. I like a, a Ravens Bears parlay. Yeah. Make a little money there. Throw the Eagles in there. Problem cause... is, health is such a part of yeah. the story. Um, the Patriots are the longest odds in the AFC East at plus seven fifty. The Texans. That's surprising that the the Texans don't have longer odds. They're only at plus eight hundred. Uh, the Commanders just, plus one thousand. Just because the division sucks. Uh, yeah, but I mean the Jaguars. I think everybody has accepted That's, are yeah, really good. Yeah. And the Jaguars but are, I guess, are yeah. minus 160. The Jaguars are the biggest favorite. Of any division? No. Chiefs I take that back. Be, the right? Chiefs are tied, and the 49ers are minus 165. So the 49ers. They don't have a quarterback, or at least haven't named one. Well, they haven't. That's, but we, we, I mean, we think that. It's Sam Darnold, yeah. Correct. Exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly what we think it is. Uh, yeah, the Commanders plus 1,000, uh, the Buccaneers plus one plus 600, but that's only because that division stinks. That's true. That if there division, was that one, division. If the, there was the one could good, win that one. Yeah, oh, they absolutely could win that one. If there was one good team in the NFC South, the Buccaneers would probably be pl- plus 1,000 or more. And then the Cardinals have the longest odds of anyone in football at by far at plus 2,400. Plus, everybody else is plus 1,000. Oh, my god! Then they're plus 2,400. So that's that's that. All right. Thanks today to um, Drew Forrester. Thanks to Matt Swope, new baseball coach, University of Maryland. Thanks to Justin Armbruster. We'll get it all up in the greatest hit section of the. Oh my God! It's so good. Tab at GlennClarkRadio.com. Anything tomorrow? Stuff and things. We will be taking a trip to Norfolk. Well, we hope. Yes. We hope we'll be taking. Yeah, I mean, a trip unless to they keep, unless the Orioles keep sending guys yeah, back right? up and down. Stuff and things. Thanks to everybody at Pressbox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including the Baltimore Orioles, Glory Days Grill, Royal Farms, Costa Sin, All-American Lacrosse, Birdland Sports, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Thursday evening. Go Birds. Duke sucks.